0: World. Welcome back to the Morning Geek Geekton Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulan, and today I am joined by Robin Tyler. On today's podcast, we discuss Star Wars The Last Jedi.
1: Let's finish this. We are the spark. that will light the fire. Them, it'll burn the first order down. In eight days. Come on! The Epic Saga continues to fulfill your destiny. Rated PG-13. Get tickets now.
0: Tyler? Hey. Hey. How important is Star Wars to you?
2: Um, I'm going to come off as a fraud saying that it's very important to me compared to how important it is to you guys who are super Star Wars fans. Um... But no, this is a movie franchise that means a lot, that is, uh, comes with a lot of nostalgia, um, and a movie series that I've a franchise that I've liked as much as any in my life. So uh, I think it's important. Okay.
3: Rob, same question. <laughs> it's practically a religion in my house. It's I The best way I can put it is, and everybody hates this analogy, but it really is the only one I have is like when someone is really into a sports team, okay, and they just – they live New York Yankees, let's say, just for a goof, and it's just everywhere they go, everything they have, everything is stamped with New York Yankees. They know their stats. They know this. They know that. Blah, blah, blah. they're just world is around the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. That is kind of what it is around here. It's just – it is everywhere. It I am kind of known by it. The kids know it very well. My wife begrudgingly knows it really well. It's like, you know, it's kind of a big deal.
2: Okay. I love that analogy. <laughs> because As you're Because I, love, I well, no, well, not just, I'm a Yankees fan, but I feel so passionately about specifically Arizona basketball and to a lesser degree Yankees baseball that um, it almost drives me crazy at times nope. because of the disappointment which I know this franchise has had some of its own over the years. Do you feel that on like a deep personal level when it's, when it's not up to snuff for you?
3: It's a lot of, I, I think when you're dealing with the sports analogy, you can get on board with like, Hey, I'm disappointed with this decision, but I'm like, okay with this. And you kind of, mm. you, you have your games to debate and the decisions that were made and blah, blah, blah. Um, mm. And in that respect, it's I just have a finite amount of it. So I spend a lot of my time defending the decisions that have been made, I find. Um, but in the scope of everything as and especially as the years go on, like things evolve, my opinion changes of it. So it's like I do it's it's a shit ton of I'm a giant nerd. It's like between the research and then the rewatching of the movies and watching the freaking documentaries and it's just it's a lot of time I spend on this damn franchise. Yeah. So yeah, so there <laughs> it is.
0: Rob, is it fair to say with Star Wars you're a fanboy? Like you are, hey, give me everything, and nothing is actually that bad to me, and I'm going to defend it because I'm such a fan of Star Wars, and I don't necessarily look at it. I look at it through what rose-colored glasses, isn't that what they say? Yeah. I mean, I mean, to me, that's you. Yeah, and that's not and a that's, bad thing.
3: It's not a bad thing, and it's and it's a, it's a fair thing, and a lot of my aesthetic is skewed when I'm dealing with star Wars, because there's a lot of things that I'll criticize and other things that are unbelievably apparent in star Wars. But I still, I understand what everybody else is coming from whenever we have the debates. Um, sure. Like I said, I, I got sucked into watching um, attack of the clones today. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it just kind of like, you, you just keep watching that movie and it's just, it, it does not get any better. So there's like, there are certain things that I'm not necessarily going to sing the gospel of um but if they make it i'm going to watch it like i'm locked in on that that's absolutely true so S- star wars i would say is in
0: my top 5 things that i've spent time on in my life thinking about or consuming everything i'm talking about anything in my entire life star wars is probably top 5
3: so that's harry potter so, that's your dog that's your yeah. wife that's your kid <laughs>
0: it's more star wars than harry potter because i star wars has been in my life m- much longer than harry potter right harry potter was only in my life since, like, 98. Mm-hmm. Star Wars has literally been in my life since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's up there. And everything from watching the films, collecting the toys, reading the magazines, like you said, going to the conventions, everything. Um, so that's why when things like Last Jedi come out, and I'm so disappointed in it, it bums me out. But then I also get, like, aggressively, fuck Star Wars because of it because it's so
3: important to me and i feel like then it just
0: yeah it just bums me out
3: i think that's closer to the mark of like the most of the fanboys to be totally honest
2: yeah tyler i was just gonna say like what what is in that top five not that you need to rank like you have an exact five but is that family members included in that (laughs) uh yeah wow okay so now i understand the passion
0: well think about it tyler so I mean, do you spend time of your day pre-wife and kids thinking about mm-hmm. your family all day? No, you're Like, right. is your you're father right. on your mind all day?
2: All day. <laughs> so do you see mind. what I'm
0: saying, though? Like, I would say, honestly, my wife is number one because I've known her for so long. Women in general are probably number two <laughs> just because, like, what do you Genetics, think about when you're right? puberty and a teenager? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm just being honest. I get you. Work yeah, is up you. there. Just work as an overall umbrella. School has got to be up there because we're all in school, and then Star Wars is probably right there.
2: <laughs> that's a, that is a, great life. Yeah. You know, women that leads to your wife right. with some work sprinkled in, and
3: school that
0: leads and
2: to school. work. Uh huh, and Star and Wars Star to Wars. supplement. You've but got I mean, a great I mean, life.
0: I spent some time thinking about it because I knew I wanted to ask that question, and that's kind of how yeah. I compartmentalized it. Was that way, hmm. and to me, it makes that's sense. Great.
2: Yeah. yeah, it does.
0: Disney is probably up there as well because I've grown up with Disney. I've spent so much time inundated with like Disney movies and the theme parks and everything. So that's probably again up there.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. You just no. have the biggest smile on your face.
2: <laughs> I, it's just it's it's a great thing to think about. I'm thinking in my own mind, what's my top five, and it's something. Yeah, it's it's just a great way to put it. Yeah. I'm I'm appreciating um, this.
0: I'm going to ask you another question, Tyler, before I ask Rob, because I know Rob's answer because we've discussed it on a previous podcast. Is Star Wars an event anymore? When a Star Wars movie is coming out, when a Star Wars TV show is coming out, is it an event to you? Because at one point it was, I think, to everybody who likes Star Wars or just a pop culture event. Phantom Menace comes out. It is a massive, massive event. Probably one of the biggest events in my Mm -hmm. lifetime just pop Mm -hmm. culture-wise. Not to me. To everybody that's into Period. pop culture, is it that way anymore to you?
2: Um, I really dislike, and I've voiced this on the podcast before. I dislike how frequent, how frequently we get Star Wars movies, um, TV shows, even now with Mandalorian. Um, so I don't like that, but I still think Star Wars still carries so much cachet that, as, as um, overwhelming, as saturated as we have become. I still think, I've been thinking about The Rise of Skywalker for a long time. I'm Mm -hmm. very excited. So it is, in spite of the overkill, it's an event, and I'm pumped about next week. Okay. Rob? Yeah. So, all right. So I I (laughs) lament
3: for, and I'm going to play old man now, I lament for, like, the mid-90s. When sure. it was just like there was nothing, there was books, like that was it. Or if you like wandered into FAO Schwartz, maybe you'd see something. It was like there was nothing there. So, There's like video when, games. yeah, I guess you know, and, yeah. and I get Super Nintendo, sure, there was a game, it was just it wasn't, it was, it was, it was not much. How was that? Sure. Um, and I Star Wars Insider was like literally the only thing that you were kind of reading and keeping up on. So, when, um, as you said, when the special edition came out, that was like an event, like seeing Star Wars in the theater as like an almost adult. That was a yeah. big deal. And episode one was an event. It was like months and months in the making. So I remember Phantom Menace when they a announced they were doing it and then B, I remember the the casting call. That was like in the early days of the Internet and just like waiting for that stuff to come. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's. It's an event now for me to go to the movies, as I kind of said earlier. So Heidi is is coming with us now. She sold off her Broadway tickets, so now is a full Leonard event and Jared. Um, so we will all be going. Um, but is it the cultural event that it was for Phantom Menace and even for any of the prequels? No, it's not, because as Tyler said, it just it happens so often. Even Mandalorian, as I'm sitting there, I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this week after week, like this is great. Yeah. But it's not it's not what it was. It it's 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 a Marvel movie. I
0: I would say that it's not an event anymore just in this aspect. Force Awakens comes out, they have what's called like Force Friday. And it's when they release all the toys yeah. and everybody I remember people lining up again to go get toys at all the the different, you know, Target, Toys R Us at that time, all those. The last two movies have not, have had that, but nobody cares. You yeah, can really. go through stores and the merchandising is almost non-existent for this for this movie. Hmm. What they've done is they're just rehashing merchandise from the old movies and making it in the vintage packaging. So, Hasbro is still putting out toys, Disney or whatever, but it's not this movie specific and I think the reason that is because Last Jedi bombed, merchandising-wise, so now Mm -hmm. they're not doing anything for this. So I think in that, just because of that reason, it's not an event anymore, on top of what both of you guys said, where we're just inundated with this. And that is one of my main problems with Star Wars and Star Wars fans at this point, is they claim that this is some monumental event, and this movie's going to make a billion dollars. We all know that, Mm -hmm. but it's not an event movies make a billion dollars there's like eight disney movies this year made a billion
3: dollars right joker made a billion dollars not an event anymore and it's you know there there's a piece of, and i agree, i agree with you 100% and there was a piece of you know at one point the marking was like this is the end of like the saga mm. like this is right. the last of the episodes but they've already announced that they were going to continue, so it even that makes this like a non-event. Sure. there's no threat that it's like, all right, well, this is the last Star Wars movie I'm ever going to see in the theater. It's not, yeah. and even my I kids think... are of that mind too. They're like, oh, I was like, well, yeah, you know, we get to this is the thing that we do. It's okay.
1: So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think also like being in Southern California, obviously Disneyland's in my backyard. They have the the uh, was it Galaxy's Edge um, park or the addition to Disneyland, like we get constant, whether it's we get commercials, I get uh, marketing because of my IP address, whatever, we, I get messages saying like, Disneyland's not crowded today. And there are yeah. days that like people aren't at Disneyland where before they open a new land and it's packed. And again, I think that speaks to where we are, where we're inundated with Star Wars, where they spent all this money, all the hype in this new land and people just aren't going. And for me, I think one of the reasons that is, is they're not basing the land on the original trilogy, right? Or the prequels. It, they're basing it on this new trilogy. And yeah. as someone who is a lifelong Star Wars fan, you know who I don't want to go and see walking around? Ray. <laughs> like I want to go see someone like Han, or I want to see like Yoda. I don't give a fuck about Kylo Ren.
3: So there's no stormtroopers or Darth Vader's running around. It's they're only the, the... they're the stor- they're the first order troopers. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was like all kind of like all generations there. I have not seen pictures
0: of normal stormtroopers. Oh, wow. I could be wrong. I have not been. But I know that there is not uh, anybody from the original trilogy outside of maybe Darth Vader. I know that in by Star Tours, there's like a, a um, an area where you can meet like Kylo Ren, Rey, Chewbacca, and I believe a Darth Vader. Actually, I'm positive a Darth Vader because Nicolette and I have mm. a picture with him. Huh. But in the new land, I don't think so. It's predominantly all the new movies. And I know the new ride that's opening in January is based on the First Order. Yeah, it's like the Resistance something, right? Isn't yeah. that
3: the name of it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So I think, and, and again, by all accounts, like people aren't going to that land. Right. So I just find that, again, I just... I'm just sad where we are with Star well, Wars. Well, you
3: know, I, I and just not to beat this one to death, but, like, you know, I, I'm clearly the demographic that would go to these things, and I got to tell sure. you, I'm taking my time getting out there because yeah. of what I assume would be a mad rush to go do that stuff. So yeah. I don't know if I'm in the same boat as a lot of people. Like, hey, we'll go there, but, you know, we'll give it a year or two for, like, the initial crowds to calm down, and then we'll go check it out.
0: Like, I can only equate it to... um. Universal's Harry Potter lands. Yeah. Which I've gone to Florida to go to both of theirs. I've gone to Diagon Alley. I've gone to Hogsmeade. I have a year past to Universal, which is 70 miles away from my house. So I can go to Harry Potter every now and again. Mm-hmm. I don't have a pass to Disneyland that's 14 miles from my house. Because <laughs> I don't care to go to the new land.
2: So I, I, That tells me how far Star Wars has fallen is that... I mean, I know, you, I know you have a young kid, too, and that contributes to this sure. majorly, but that you haven't been to Galaxy's Edge just on a random day. Yeah. I'll tell you, a, though, something that would be a
0: major, like a major event that I would be excited about if they put out the original trilogy on 4K or re-release it in the theater. Not the 97 Special Edition, which yeah, I would mm-hmm. go see those again in the theater because it's been so long at this point. But if they
3: put out the original in the theater, I'm there. You know, I just read
0: it, like, something instantly. that-
3: that J.J. actually made a – the article I was reading, JJ's making a play for them to release the originals exactly as they are. Like, no cleanup. It is, you know, whatever it is, it is. Yeah. Um, mm. But that would be, you know, again, I, that's great. But are we so used to this point, this nice, crisp, pretty-looking original trilogy, that if we were to see, like, a grainy, old, fuzzy one, um, you know, would, would, we, would we be okay with it?
0: They can scrub it to make it 4K or HD without changing the actual look of the movie. You're sure. just enhancing. You're you're enhancing the colors essentially. You're making it HDR, um, and they don't have. I mean, it's not going to change the effects or anything. Like I said, they just did it with any 4K release. Like I just watched Wizard of Oz on 4K, and it looks amazing. Right. But it's still the original movie. It's still in 4 th- uh, 4 3 letterbox mm-hmm. or uh, the square. It's. I mean, they can do that with the original trilogy. I don't need, I don't need the special effects changed or anything like that. I don't even need it in widescreen. Right. <laughs> wow. One of the old pan scan. I'm fine with that. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just saying, for me, that's when that's that's what gets me excited. And I know we you know we were all talking about it before the pod. Um, I'm going to see this movie on Saturday when it releases. Rob, you're going to see it on Thursday opening night, like prime time. Tyler, you're seeing it when?
2: I'll see it that weekend, not first night. Sure. but
0: And yeah. I'm not, like, it's an afterthought, man. Huh. I forgot. Mm-hmm. You and I, Tyler, were talking about doing a podcast that morning. I forgot Star Wars came out. It was coming out.
2: <laughs> How dare you, How sir? Dare. Like, I'd
0: rather go see, like, Knives Out or something. Oh.
2: Which I've heard is just amazing.
0: Yeah, but I'm going to see this, and I'm crossing my fingers that I enjoy it at least as much as Force Awakens.
2: You know what else comes out that weekend? Cats. I'm excited about that. I thought that came out <laughs> on Christmas Day. I just looked and it comes out on the 21st.
0: Double feature? Nice. Yeah. You going to see it?
2: I swear. I, to- I told Ashley, oh, we're fuck. going to see that movie.
3: You're going to see Cats? That's not a joke? Yes.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Yes,
3: no joke. What's the draw <laughs> of Cats, Tyler?
2: I T swizzle I I think I said this on a pod before, on a pop culture one. I'd, I've never knew anything it looked ridiculous as a broadway yep. show back in the 80s when it was out yep. um but i the music hooked me rob and i were, were musical guys sure we are so uh the music sounds great and the story might be good so i'm intrigued enough to go see it uh, nice. with the full understanding that it might be terrible i with enjoy a couple musicals? good songs huh? i enjoy musicals I don't wanna uh, this. you don't enjoy moulin rouge so. yeah what the i don't, wrong I don't, with you? Ho-
0: I don't I don't dislike Moulin Rouge, I just don't, I'm indifferent, like it's just, I watched it, and I was just like, yeah, okay.
2: Oh. Well, that means you don't like it, right. you don't dislike it, but I'm, you not I'm like...
3: indifferent to it. Right, right. Yeah,
2: you don't have an plenty, affection okay, for you
0: it. Okay, you pulled
3: one musical out, <laughs> <laughs> I <was> like, what? <laughs> All right, how about Moana? How about that? Yeah. I love <laughs> so Disney there. movies. Do you, are, do you consider Disney movies musicals, though? Yeah, to
0: a degree, Moana. it's a musical movie. Yeah. Okay. For instance, uh, I very much enjoy like Mary Poppins, like my wife did. I enjoyed the Mary Poppins Returns, Chicago, yeah. Sweeney Todd. Like, no, and there's I a number. Of those. those are all um, musicals. You're getting them. Okay. Wizard of Oz.
2: <laughs> Which is a have musical. Have you seen yeah. Cats as a musical? What's that, Tyler? Have Have you seen the musical Cats? No,
0: no. I, I'm not a. I, I guess living in California, like I don't see much theater. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't know why. And theater seems really expensive, always. It is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I don't know.
0: All right, let's talk about Last Jedi a little bit.
2: Okay.
3: (laughs) Before we get
0: into-
2: You've you've been putting this off for so long, I wondered how long it would take you to actually (laughs) dig into this movie.
0: Again, we talked about it pre-pod. I'm not going to shit on it. Nobody wants to hear me shit on it. I'm going to give you my critique, but I'm going to be open-minded. I did watch it only for the second time ever a couple days ago. So before we get into the categories, Rob, arms are crossed. Your body language is very negative.
3: Oh, I'm not. (laughs) I was was actually trying to relax. Like here, I'm
0: trying to relax. In the Star Wars Skywalker saga. Yeah. Which are eight movies. Going to be nine.
3: Where does Last Jedi rank for you? Oh, um three, four. It's in the middle. It's like it's dead center. It's it would be less than <laughs> Return of the Jedi, but it would be higher than Phantom Menace. So it's right in the middle.
0: Is it above and Force if we,
3: Awakens or below or below Force Awakens? As far as my affection for it. Um yes. Where do it's
0: you below Force it specifically? Awakens.
3: Yep, below Tyler? Force Awakens.
2: I'm writing this down. Um, <laughs> you want me to read them to you? No, no, no. I got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's right in the middle. <laughs> it's it's right below right below Force Awakens. Right above, I guess, Phantom Menace or Revenge of the Sith. Okay, so both so
0: when you say uh, that, I'm not not in order, but you have A New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi ahead of it. Yes. You know, Force and Awakens. Force Awakens. So it's number five.
2: So fifth. Right.
0: For now. Last Jedi might, or uh, Rise of Skywalker might be ahead of it.
2: Yep. Okay. And yours? <laughs> uh.
0: So if I'm talking about just pure how I feel, not how the movie looks, is made, whatever, how I feel about it, um, it is, so there's eight currently, it's seven. Wow. With only Attack of the Clones With only being, white being okay, Attack of the Clones is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Hands down. <laughs> okay. yeah. I think all right. we all
3: agree on how terrible that movie is. I think on everybody's list, Attack of the Clones will be on the bottom. I think that's fair. Yeah, Right next to like the Christmas special. Uh, Christmas special doesn't count. I said just the Skywalker saga. Like... <laughs> I know. I was making
0: a funny so we yeah, call it funny, funny is in the biz. This is not the podcast to be funny because I'm on like
3: edge. Because <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be you serious need... or not. So I'm 1 million percent. You just told me I was too serious and now I'm like relax. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like I don't know when you make your comments if I need to like snap or just be like, haha, Rob's being funny. <laughs>
3: that. I also don't know if you're drunk. I've had a beer. I'm okay. Ever since Scrooge, <laughs> I've, I've figured it out.
2: Yes, Ty. You're the one who needs the alcohol tonight, Anthony. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Take a couple synopsis. of shots before we continue.
3: Okay. Go ahead.
0: Ready? Rey develops ahead. her newly discovered abilities with the guidance of Luke Skywalker, who is unsettled by the strength of her powers. Meanwhile, the Resistance prepares for battle with the First Order. Tyler, if that's not the most convoluted, fucking stupid synopsis I've ever read, I don't know I don't know what is.
2: Uh, they threw in a meanwhile, have you ever, which is the first, meanwhile, I think. Have yeah. you
0: ever seen a synopsis have a meanwhile in it?
2: Never. Doesn't I think it, it started out okay.
0: It defeats the purpose of having like just the synopsis, like a, hey, one or yeah. two sentences. You throw a meanwhile in there, it's like you can't get yeah. it done in the first sentence.
2: Right. You're right.
0: I feel like they watched the original like title scrolls <laughs> the, the crawl, and they were like, I need a meanwhile
2: in there. It's <laughs> true, yeah. But it does match the title scroll quite a bit,
3: Rob. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Is it? I think so. It's nothing that I found offensive, it was fine. It, it gave I mean, a good synopsis of what the movie's about. Not the, we've that's true. we've heard worse ones, we've heard that better is true. ones. It's fine, also true. All right, uh, directed by
0: Ryan Johnson. <laughs> yes, it was. I don't Written know. and directed by Ryan
3: Johnson. Yep,
0: sure was. So I got a question right off the bat before we get into the questions, the the, the categories. Is Ryan Johnson a genius? Right. What I have read um, is that so many fans that take liberties of what he's done to characters we've all loved um, is that he is a genius and understands the force or the, the 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 source material more than we do and that it's over our head. Or I've also heard that he's a fucking chuckle fuck and <laughs> doesn't know anything about
3: the the movies. Rob? Where do you play on? Where are you what, what, at what, with Ryan Johnson? What's a chuckle fuck? Is that just a like jolly person? <laughs> eh, it's Ryan Johnson. <laughs> All right. Um so the stuff that I've seen with Ryan Johnson here's all right j- to put it like in a nice little like package mm. um, I don't find Ryan Johnson to be pretentious. I, I feel that he if he's come out and said that he knows more than the average fan does, I have not heard that. I don't sure. as- associate with that. I think this is very much and I know you and I disagree. This is a trilogy made by fans of the original movies. And people who hold George Lucas in a high regard. Sure. I f- do believe that Ryan Johnson was trying to approach Star Wars in a very different way than it has been done before, mainly, in my very humble opinion, because of the feedback everybody got from Force Awakens and the prequel trilogy. So and I we I've gone through this particular soapbox before. That everyone said, like, hey, it would be great if we did something different and a little more exciting with these characters. Something that we wouldn't expect. And that's what he gave us. He he broke down the characters. He was thoughtful of the characters and what he wanted to do with them. He did things with them that you wouldn't necessarily expect them to do. So, in that respect, it was very different. And I think that's why it became so unpalatable for a lot of people. Because he really took a lot, as you said a lot of liberties with some characters that we have fundamentally known for so many years that he's just decided like, Hey, this is the way it's going to go. Okay. So let me, before you answer the question, Tyler, let me kind of ask another question to Rob.
0: <laughs> we have had Luke Skywalker Skywalker in our life as a character, my entire life. Mm-hmm. He has always been like the beacon of hope and redemption and can see the good in people and what you expect a Jedi to be. Yes. He took the person who is the biggest villain. It's, this is not my opinion. He's the, the the greatest villain in movie history. Everybody agrees on that. I mean, there's multiple lists. And saw the good in him and turned him. Yeah. So you're going to tell me that Ryan Johnson, because he thought people were complaining that Force Awakens is a rehash <laughs> of A New Hope, <laughs> and it, Ret- Empire, he said... I'm going to change a character that we know everything about. We have a beginning, a middle, and what we thought was an end, essentially, of of Luke Skywalker. I'm going to fundamentally change him to where he becomes, he's going to murder his nephew because he has a glimpse of evil in him. Even though I saw the most evil person in my father. He killed kids. He murdered children. Right? Darth Vader murdered children in
3: Revenge of the Sith. I think you're simplifying it too much. Oh, go ahead. I thought you were doing that. How? Here's where this I think you're simplifying th- it. Sure. Um, it's your abs. Everything you just said was absolutely correct. Last we left mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, um, in Return of the Jedi, we got to assume he was like approximately 18 in A New Hope. He was in his like early 20s. An Empire Jedi happened right sure. after. You're like in your early 20s. Okay you have someone who was a beacon of hope through you know, like literally through those original trilogy movies fast and all forward, of the canon and all of the canon from and in all the canon sure sure 80, All what, of that stuff till 99 <laughs> we are greeted with 30 40 years later a person mm-hmm. who has experience has been through things it has been through like you know a, a galaxy turn if we're going to be totally nerdy a galaxy trying to reset itself and everything that kind of goes along with it um and someone with the burden of trying to revitalize uh the jedi which at the beginning that was his mission that was his holy mission it was given to him by yoda um but I, in the sense of the simplification, we we're, we're forgetting the the like the concept of age and experience and everything that kind of goes along with it. And he, you're absolutely right. He went in there with the thought of you know killing his nephew because he saw all of these dark pieces in him. And yes, he was the forever optimist. So I'm gonna you know change my father. Um, but you got to remember, and I don't mean to be shitty. He didn't do it. Like there's a whole sequence that they go into that. How he's just kind of sat there, not in his, you know, like glory, like, hey, I'm gonna get rid of this guy and I'm gonna vanquish evil. He was ashamed that it happened. And he you got caught that. and he screwed it all up. You, but that's what he said. You don't know that? That I don't know that. I just gotta go based on what he said. But, but it's also it's, let, let me interrupt you, because you're expecting me
0: to they could have laid that out in the movie. They could have not done it in Last Jedi and gave us a movie with Luke Skywalker and explaining what happened to him. But what they did was, a la end of Game of Thrones, Danny turns from hero to villain in an episode. So you're expecting th- the fans who we've grown up with a character to assume and somehow read between the lines that Luke has dealt with things and now is going to be 180% different person. They didn't show us that. He was. Why am but I that's... here to believe that? What I saw with Luke was that he was the total optimist for three movies. Right. So in one movie. They didn't do it in Force
3: Awakens. He saw. All right. So, again, let's go total nerdy. So what? All right. If we're going to keep it just within the context of the movie. So now he has. All right. So here was his vision to kind of revitalize the Jedi and to breed a new Jedi. But in the meantime, he failed in that very simple task of doing it and in such went into exile because he didn't want to make anything worse. So I think that is part of the disillusion of the hope that is Luke Skywalker. You can't completely fuck up and potentially like screw up the entire universe and be like, I'll get the next one right. But the only reason that
0: we're here, we know that he allegedly failed is because he wanted to kill his nephew.
3: That's all they give us, literally. Yeah, they don't give, give us the actual else. journey or like how he lost him to Snoke. They just nothing. say I lost him to Snoke. He would. There was no returning for but him. But that's it. Me. Yeah, that's it. But like, that's it what is, he says. It, that's what he said. That's. What but
0: said. so, but Ben Solo is saying that's not what happened. He tried to kill me, and that turned me to Snoke. So. Yeah. Like at no part, at no part is Kylo Ren when he's Ben Solo says, "Yep." I was seduced by the dark side. And he saw it in me. He says so you, he woke up. Luke was standing over him.
3: All right. So, I, and I don't disagree with a little bit more establishment of motive of why Kylo Ren actually fell into the dark side. Might make it more palatable that Luke finds it, you know, is this way. We're taking making too many assumptions. How's that?
0: All I know is I. they took a character that had been good for every movie I had seen. The Not just good. He's not Han Solo good. He is the beacon of good. Yeah. And without any explanation, turned him into a terrible person. He's not a terrible person. Why terrible is he a person. terrible person? He tried to kill his nephew and then refuses to come to the aid of people when they're dying. That doesn't make him a great because person. Because
3: he doesn't want to do more worse than he would good. He's The only example but, he's got here is the fact that he fucked up so royally that this kid is running around blowing up planets. He created the problem. Yeah. He created right, if problem. that's what happened,
0: he created the problem, so he can't fix it. So he's either a coward or he's a terrible person. That's not Luke Skywalker. So, hey Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, how do it's you? It's like I'm
2: listening to the, it's, it's like I'm listening to the podcast <laughs> live. That's great. Is, I'm I'm entertained.
0: Is uh, Ryan Johnson a genius or is he a chuckle fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love that I've heard you use Chucklefuck twice this week. Yeah. And I hadn't heard it in my life before. You're welcome. Um <laughs> and the other person you mentioned you referred to as that, uh tells me something how much you dislike Ryan Johnson. Oh. Um <laughs> Damien, by the way. Uh, the uh I love Damien, shout out I'd Shout out, uh, Mizuki. And I don't <laughs> think I can say one way or another sure. if I think he's he's not a genius. Um, I don't think he ruined the world either, but it was interesting to me to read uh, after watching the movie again Tuesday, um, finding out about for the first time that how Luke's, how Mark Hamill felt about and how he openly disliked the treatment of Luke in much the same way you're explaining right now, Anthony. So, um, so that tells me more than anything that he's not, if the person who played Luke uh, and, is Luke disliked it and questions all of the decisions that went into how Luke is portrayed in this movie Um, that then pretty much shows you that, well, I mean, it's an opinion, so it's not cut and dry, black and white, but um, seems to me that he, he messed up in a big way. And um, this conversation and leading up to this conversation has uh, forced me to um, I guess just confront and come to terms with how much this movie is lacking in ways that I hadn't considered before. So um, it's interesting, and I, I'm uh, enjoying the conversation between you and Rob.
0: So the way I view, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you look at it in that way, um, and mm-hmm. you looked at what Hamill said. And again, like you said, I don't think because Mark Hamill said it, it's it's the end-all be-all, but when someone has played that character and pretty much is known only for that character,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it. I mean, I think it kind of shows you maybe they made... There were some missteps. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson is a talented guy, he has made other great movies. Looper is fantastic by all accounts. Knives Out is supposed to be amazing. Um, I think he's in it really much like JJ was, he's in a no win uh, predicament with this movie. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is one of the most toxic fan bases ever. Yep. Um, do I think he fucked up this movie? Yes. Do I think he should never have a career going forward? No. Am I one of these retards that fucking send death threats to him? Like, come on, yes. get a grip on real life. It's okay. <laughs> they messed up a movie, you, a franchise you love. It's okay. It doesn't mean the movie's, like, terrible. It's it's not, a, like, visually it's a good-looking movie. There's not, it's not a mess of a movie like Attack of the Clones is. I just don't like the decisions he made. But he's in a
3: no-win situation. <clears throat>
1: I think all True. these guys are in a no-win... George
3: that, Lucas was in a no-win situation when he did the He's uh, a the fucking... Prequels. He's an idiot, too, though. Let's be <laughs> honest. I'll say this. George Lucas doesn't appear
0: to be a very likable man, and it has a lot of vitriol towards the fans. Hmm. Like, Ryan Johnson doesn't appear to be that way. No. But again, this is just, yeah. you know, viewing him at, like, in interviews and things like that, where George Lucas just seems miserable, yeah, and that could be because of the fans, but he has a place in that as well. Yeah, he doesn't exactly endear himself to people.
2: No, hey So I have a question for you, Anthony. A coworker described his feeling. He's a like a Rob level Star Wars fan, sure. or near that um, level. Uh, really, really um, loves the movies. Sure, read all the books. Anything. Okay, so he described his feelings toward Last Jedi. I thought very well. He said. As an independent film on its own, it's fantastic. As a Star Wars movie, it's bad. Do you believe that? Are you more in the in line of that thinking? I'm like half half and half. Yeah. I think that the movie,
0: it, it, we, we'll get into it a little bit, like in most watchable scenes, things like that. Mm. I think at times the movie doesn't know what it wants to be. Is it directed mm. towards kids? Is it an adult movie? Is it trying to get cheap laughs? Is it trying to be serious? I think it has, is it an action movie? Is it more of a drama? Like I think it has some fundamental issues that way. I don't think mm-hmm. it's a, t- that's a it's a shit of a movie, though. Like, just if you take it by itself, I think there are parts that are not great, specifically, like, the casino parts are not mm-hmm. great. Um, and I think the slapstick parts are not great. I think there's an idea that Star Wars is a kid's movie. I think Star Wars is maybe a young adult movie originally. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would mm-hmm. say A New Hope was directed at children. Right. I think that might have been a little bit over their head. I think Return of the <clears> Jedi was more for kids. <coughs> What do you think, Rob? I, I, I mean, I know think... you like this movie, but if you were to not, if it, like
3: Tyler said, if it wasn't a Star Wars yeah. movie, what do you? No, think? I'm, I'm, and I'm trying to look at this from a very, like, if we're going to critique the movie, then we're going to critique the movie, and these, and like my, as I said before, my feelings are going to kind of sneak in here a little bit. Um, it, 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 there are fundam- fundamentally is a drastic word. There are parts of the movie that make no sense. The Finn storyline with Rose makes no sense. Like, it just doesn't sure. make any sense. We don't go anywhere with it, and we spend a heck of a lot of time with them. Like, sure, we get a little bit of motive, and we kind of introduce to new things, but there was really no purpose of going through all that stuff. And so in that sense, that piece of it was a failure, but he had to do something with those characters. Um, I do believe... It's a good movie. I think your buddy's got a good point that if you're looking at this from the perspective of like, hey, I'm just going to kind of watch a movie and kind of see what's what. um, I don't Mm -hmm. think we would be as critical as we are. I think as far as in the the scope, it blows the prequels away, in my humble opinion, even in storyline and even if the guys who are really the um, hardcore Star Wars people, you know, kind of going through the the thematic hero journeys of everything that's coming out of the prequels and how it's like, you know, of course this is the way it has to happen. I think it's still better movies than all of those and I do think it's a better movie than Rogue One because there's more Mm -hmm. attachment to a lot of the characters, even though we may not spend that much time with them, I think there's more there. Rogue One is a movie that's built on nostalgia. Not a terrible movie. I love it but I think this one's a better movie. So...
0: I couldn't disagree with you more with that. Right, I know. Because I I just I think Rogue One is is a bit of a war movie. Is this movie is it a skit from Saturday Night Live? No, is it an action movie? This is is, is
3: is it a love story? What is it? This is a character drama. I think it is, we can have differing opinions, it's okay. Sure. I think just being a Star Wars movie, it has to be an action movie, so you have to throw those scenes in it. I think those action scenes are downplayed in this movie quite a bit, more so than any of the other Star Wars movies. There's a lot of great visual scenes, but we're not necessarily having the big action scenes that we have in the other ones. Those are forgotten. And I think there's a degree of what, quote-unquote, makes a good Star Wars movie. There has to be that kitty element and there has to be, like, the lightheartedness. And even though sometimes those come off as stupid or inappropriate is a better word, um, they still have to be in there. Because if this movie was just a Debbie Downer the entire way and didn't have those moments of levity, which is probably why they did the Rose and Finn storyline, that it would just mm-hmm. be a misery to watch, like, full stop. Rob, what what um, slapstick part is in Empire Strikes, Empire Strikes Back? I mean, the introduction of Yoda is certainly, like, a lot of slapsticky stupidness. Um, slapsticky stupidness? Yeah, like when you first meet Yoda and he's all screaming and yelling and <laughs> and, brr, and, like, all of that stuff. Like, that's meant to kind of be silly and slapsticky. It's
2: um, not slapsticky. I think it's supposed it's to be But it's at no
3: point... Like- in my entire little thesis that I presented you, did I compare this movie to Empire? You can't compare this no, one to Empire. No, but but you
0: did say it has to have these elements because
3: it's it a Star does. Wars movie. You got C three PO is what? typically your comic relief in any of the movies, and he had some comic relief in Empire, and he had him in the other I, movies. But if you're looking not, for comic relief in Empire, then it's going to be Yoda. I'm not. I'm not. Now you're you're
0: misunderstanding what I'm saying. Okay. Com- comic relief like Hans being charming and. Witty and he has little like one liners is yeah. different than Poe Dameron talking to General Hucks in the in hey,
3: uh, general waiting for General Hucks, yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Can you yeah, hear me No, That's like that's, are we that's watching an example Spaceballs? of what didn't work in the movie. That's an example of things I will concede
0: that, but that that's did not work. And now that's and that's what I'm saying. You're saying that it has these moments of lightheartedness, yeah. But they're not. They're slapsticky. They're gimmicky. I
3: guess the the don't you th- God.
2: I think rewatching the original trilogy, I, f- I get the. I cringe a bit at at uh, C three PO and his interactions with R two D two in the, in, and I think that those are somewhat slapsticky. Um, and so his his existence c3po in particular i feel it serves that same kind of purpose to just be hokey and interject some cheap laughs here and there the same kind of way and maybe it's not as bad as poe Danron doing the the thing with general Hux, but you get that throughout all of them so i kind of side with rob on that you with with Jar Jar and the Ewoks there's Ooh. these little elements mm-hmm. and Yoda in, in Empire so I'm I'm on that I'm on that train uh,
0: like I said you can take out Ewoks you can take out Return of the Jedi that's specifically why I didn't mention that one cuz I think that is one of the more hokey of the of yeah. the group right I don't I guess I just view C3PO as maybe some of the stuff falls flat I guess he's supposed to be a protocol droid he's dry he doesn't have a sense of humor so it's the way people are interacting with him it's not a forced, what I literally think feels like a like a, like a shitty SNL skit. Hmm. Because at no point it, yeah. in real, I know this isn't real life, but at hmm. no point in what we are supposed to think is like a serious movie is General Huck's going to be like, does he hear me? Well, I don't yeah. understand what's going on. He's just going to fucking blow him up. Right. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying is like you can think that like C-3PO, it doesn't work sometimes. Which I've never really felt that, but I understand. I can understand what you're saying. Mm. It's different. It's completely different than than that. That's, like I think they it, make Han Solo
3: in Return of the Jedi a bumbling idiot, right? Yeah. So that's close to this. Yeah, this is True. yeah, and it. But I again, I feel like you're picking out like here's this minute of a two and a half hour movie that I think across the board everyone agrees that that didn't work and it was stupid and kind of silly and although there are other like kind of sillier goofier moments i think those moments are a little bit more appropriate how's that yeah that's fine i just disagree with it but
1: it's fine
0: i think that there are probably four or five moments that make it that are over the top slapsticky that actually take good parts of the movie and then to me ruin those portions they're like they make it like hokey
3: they're chuckle to yourself moments. Like some would argue, like that scene that Ray is sitting on the rock, and then Lucas Hittner with like the 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 leaf is is mm-hmm. a hokey moment. Mm-hmm. I think that's meant to be a levity moment. Yeah. I think you needed that in that particular thing because you don't yeah. quite know where the heck this guy is coming from at that point. You kind of need that. I think the Yoda stuff in this one, and I'll get into the Yoda stuff of how I I don't think it necessarily worked, and I think a pup the puppet had a lot to do with it. Um, I think that stuff didn't work but the stuff that's happening in the casino as far as the goofy stuff goes like I think that's a little bit more quote unquote Star Wars
2: Hmm.
3: anyway so clearly we're not seeing eye to eye so next question <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't even think that was a question I think we just started talking about it yeah that's okay <laughs> alright
0: movie came out in 2017 budget of 317 million dollars anybody know how much mon- money this movie made 1.4 Oh,
2: did
3: it? No, I I'm I I a billion easy, I I can't imagine it's any more or less than that. I'm gonna say one to one point one. One point three billion. Oh, there we go.
0: So it almost made a billion dollars over its budget. So it did okay. It did all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean they're not gonna stop making these movies, is the point, right? Right. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Critics, ninety one percent. Yeah. Does anybody have a guess on what the audience thinks about this movie? Rob, 73. They would love it if it was 73. <laughs> 73 40. would still be considered fresh? Yeah. Tyler,
2: 44.
3: 43.
0: Is
2: it really, really? good, job, that's
3: Tyler? Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No. That's the fanboys. That is that is the angry that is the example of the angry Star Wars guy. That's the that's what it is. Yeah. That's the shit that I like, yeah. and again, I not to, and we'll, we'll go back into like, well, it's just part of the, it. It's like, all right, it's if we're looking at it as a movie, if we can like get around like the BS stuff of just like, stop my star. If we get through all that stuff, fundamentally as a movie, that's not a forty-four percent shit. Big Top Pee Wee was higher than forty-four <laughs> percent. You're gonna compare the two. This no, is like that, people well, who are just—it's—it's. It's, I don't think that's a fair representation of what that number really is supposed to be. I think that one BS. I will agree with you. It's not a forty-three percent movie, right? But you can't compare. You—that's the
0: problem. You can't say big top Pee-wee was this. They're not. They're not the same movie, so sure. you can't say okay. that one should be this percentage and one should. they're you have to just look at them independently and think about how good they are. That's how I look at these, right? I don't say well. Big Top Pee Wee was an 80, and this is a better movie because like, look how stupid Big Top Pee Wee was. That's right. not like... You just can't do that. Do I think it's a 43%? No. Do I think it's a 91%? No. Fuck no.
2: <laughs> I've got something. I was going to save this to later, but you brought up fan reactions to this, so I'm going yeah. to uh, plug this in. Um, I spent <laughs> far too much time reading IMDb reviews. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, and I want to read just a few actual quotes from imdb reviews <laughs> is there is um, there is
0: there any like preference like a like a, can we preface this at all are they like critics are they fans no
2: these are just these are fans Perfect. yeah these are imdb users not critics okay. so um <laughs> uh luciferian hollywood elites are now attacking <laughs> our childhoods <laughs> protest episode nine I knew I should not have watched this, and yet I did. It showed me that I am stupid and weak. <laughs> oh, my God. This is, this is what happens in a right-wing conservative capitalist Whoa, society. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's uh, got a red
1: hat. My
2: favorite, uh, uh, my favorite was uh, This is a longer one, so bear with me. As a young father, every moment I spend outside of the house without my kid has to be justified. <laughs> and after about an hour of this garbage, I cannot <laughs> suppress my conscience anymore. And walked out to go home and spend more time with oh my, my child.
3: God, give me a fucking break! It's a fucking it, movie. I, I hid my name on that, right?
1: It
2: doesn't uh, say anything. <laughs> yeah, I just—I guess that was you. Yeah. I know people Again, who refuse
3: uh, to see this movie because it represents some sort of like feminist agenda. Like, why are there yeah. so many women in charge? It's like it's there is so much stupidity that is surrounded in the critique of this movie. It's fucking ridiculous. But, but
0: listen, let's not give those people. A voice, That's, right? That, that, <laughs> right. Those things are stupid, right? They're just trying to get clicks. They're just trying to get people to quote them, which we just did. Um, yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, this—it's again, it's a movie. It's a fucking movie. It's—that's it's, what showed me just how how you you nailed it, Rob. Because I mentioned that one person thought this was a, the problem was the right wing conservative society, and then more people talked about heaps of social justice warrior and feminist political garbage. Yeah. So, both sides. See so much bad in this movie that it's uh, it's insane. They it's insane. went SJW. They went SJW. Yeah. Wow. SJW. On Star Wars. Yep. Social. Social justice. Oh. Social justice. Was it Tyler? Yeah. What's that? Say it again. Social justice warrior. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Essentially. Uh, on Star, they went. They went that way on Star Wars. Shit, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Again, I don't. It is what it is, man. Uh, my my. My issues are, are not that. <laughs> My issues are other... I have mm-hmm. a lot of other issues with the movie. And again, I think it's just... I, I try to articulate them. I know it can maybe sound as like I'm a, like a, like a, a fan scorned or something. I just have issues, much like I do with the movie It, where they take uh, source material or characters that I love and fundamentally change them. It bothers me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go write some fucking crazy... <laughs> <laughs> internet you know right wing conservative took time away from my family fuck you ryan johnson i hope you that's die insane. like that's not gonna happen
2: yeah that's fucking you're just gonna host a two-hour podcast about it
0: i'm talking to my friends about a movie that they yeah. like quite a bit and we're having a healthy
3: conversation
2: kidding. right we are let's get in but that but fucking guy to say like off. i
3: just killed two hours instead of spending it with my family fuck you that's ridiculous <laughs> Like, if it was really that big of a deal, why are you in the movie theater to begin with? You
0: should be a home. I mean, yeah. I mean, there was a part of me that, you know, I, again, I've told this story. I saw this when we were on vacation in Florida going to uh, to Disney World and Universal. And there was a part of me after it was like, hey, maybe we should have just went to, see, you know, not gone and saw a movie, any movie. We should have just continued our time at Universal. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it wasn't because it was this movie specifically. It's probably added to it a little bit, but it, in retrospect, like, going to see any movie was probably not a good use of time at that point. Sure. It was hot, though. You know, it was, like, 90 in in December. I'm like, what the fuck? So, Let's go
3: get out of the heat. <laughs> right. See? One way or another, if you're watching that or Human Centipede, what the hell's the difference? You're in air conditioning for a couple <laughs> hours. I don't think Human Centipede had, like, a theatrical big release. You know what I mean. <laughs> you mentioned that movie, like, semi-often. How come? <laughs> I've seen that movie. That's why I didn't. I'm, I have not I seen mean, any of the subsequent sequels, but I saw that movie and that left its mark. I mean, I've seen a lot of movies. I don't
2: bring up randomly human <laughs> centers. I imagine that movie scars you yeah. like no other. So I get it why he keeps bringing it Faces up. Faces
0: of Death. <laughs> Most watchable scene. Got it. Do you have I'm any? i gonna be real honest with you guys. Yeah. I had a real hard time. Yeah. Real hard time finding scenes. Sure. But I persevered. Thanks, man. And I found four. Oh. <laughs> and I would love it if you guys had additional ones. Okay. <laughs> okay. So as much as I just shit on the Saturday Night Live skit with uh, <laughs> Poe and Hux, I think after that, that scene's not that bad. So Destroying the Dreadnought, I think, is a decent mm. scene. It's sh- it sure as hell looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's 2019, and this is a $317 million movie. Should it not look beautiful?
2: I mean, what did they spend on Aquaman? Oh, dude.
0: And that's that's what I'm saying. There are outliers right, so. every DC movie, <laughs> including Wonder Woman, which I like, had scenes where you're like, this looks like shit.
2: <laughs> so no, the answer to that question is no, not, it should not automatically look beautiful. So this, this is a big plus for this movie for looking as beautiful as it does. The reasonable expectation in
0: 2017 when this came out is they should, yes? Should be a good-looking I movie, yes, so. I agree. Especially when it's ILM. Right. Like, these are the fucking, they created the special effects. They're the guys. Right. It's right. a good scene. Anyways, Destroying the Dreadnought, good scene, right? Enjoyable scene. I mm-hmm. I like Oscar Isaacs quite a bit as an actor. So anytime he's in these movies, I'm, I'm in. The only scene that I love in this movie, there's only one, and it's when Luke enters the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And I think it's shot beautifully. I think the silhouette of him in the cloak works every single time. I think when he reunites with R2D2 is a cool scene, and then when she, when he's like, "I'm not coming back." I wish you could understand. And then it plays the fucking help me Obi Wan Kenobi hologram. Best scene of the movie. Love it. Like I love that scene. Yeah. Uh, Ray trains with the trains with the lightsaber. I think again is a visually mm-hmm. cool looking shot. Mm-hmm. Cool scene but this is one of the scenes that I love. And then it turns the slapstick. She cuts off the fucking rock and it hits the, the breaks, the huts. And they're just like, <laughs> whatever
2: the fuck that they do. A laugh. They got that. That was good. That was good. I don't think it
0: was good. Didn't break I think the you huts. Take that scene on its own. It
2: broke the wheelbarrow. Not to Okay. It. Yeah. But,
0: but I think that if they, they just don't, uh, we've already had the interaction with whatever those aliens were. Like Ooh. I'm good. Just have like a serious scene. It's not even serious. It's just just have its s- Visually, it's beautiful, but then I'm saying it ends. That's why it's in my scenes, because I still like how it looks. Yeah. Okay. And then Kylo kills Snoke. I think it's a cool mm-hmm. scene. I think that, that, again, one of the strong performances of the movie is Andy Serkis, much mm-hmm. like every single Andy Serkis movie. I think that I was a little overzealous with loving how much, uh, liking. That scene, the fight scene um, in particular, originally, I think watching it again, you can kind of see, you know, maybe Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley aren't as talented as the people they're fighting. And you can see them hesitating quite a bit, but it still is visually a pretty good looking fight scene, especially when you compare it to, you know, A New Hope, which has maybe the worst fight scene ever between Alec Guinness and, uh,
3: who is it, Bob Anderson? Dave Prowse. Bob Anderson wasn't in that first suit? No, just MP- no. Just Bob Empire. Anderson was Empire and Jedi. Yeah, it was Dave Prowse on the right. suit. So those are my four scenes. Rob, for the love of God, I hope you have some more. Shit, yeah, I do. Um, Let's hear him. So I'll start with um, early on, it's um, Kylo Ren goes in there to talk to Snoke. Um, he's still got the helmet at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. General Hux was just in there kind of explaining his whole, like, you know, following him in the hyperspace plan and they have like a little interaction and almost have like a little, um, kind of like master student moment and Kylo Ren actually gets scolded there a little bit. Sure. I think where you and I are going to see a, a very much eye to eye is Andy Serkis on this thing because I do, you know, not to reveal anything for later, but I think he is, Um, a big positive in this movie and he does do a lot of really nice work in this so that whole scene I, i like that whole scene between um him going in him submitting taking the helmet off him being scolded for it and just kind of like that interaction i think that worked um i and this is going to make your brain explode um I really enjoyed the Luke versus Kylo scene at the end. Mm-hmm. The actual non-lightsaber lightsaber fight. I think sure. there's a lot of stuff that's going on there. I think it's shot beautifully. Visually it's amazing. I think thematically it works. I think the actors are like tuned in. Um everything there works. And we could debate how it ends, but that whole sequence uh between where it's kind of getting its um its references from and and how very much it feels like samurai and and you know kind of callbacks to old samurai samurai movies, all that stuff works. So I really like that scene. But the scene that gets me every single time is the um, when Luke walks in um, to where Leia is sitting, and they have their like little bit of interaction that they have. And then, you know, how much she's like, I I really appreciate you being here at the end. And they have that almost Mm -hmm. goodbye scene together. I I don't know what it is about it. Obviously, I know what it is. It's the nostalgia part of it. You know what it is. I know exactly what it is. But it is a it's beautiful scene. It's beautifully shot. It's I get real emotional with that. So that is my standout scene in the movie. Hands down. Tyler.
2: I really like that scene and I love what that scene could have been, but to anthony's point about the humor taking me out of the moment when leia says i know what you're gonna say (laughs) i change my hair and it just killed Uh, it for me me it killed it for me the first time and this time and i just wish that wasn't there because there's so much there it's so poignant i'm locked in and then they just got to be funny um and there were i'm on board with the whole you know the the humor here in this movie, um, it's too much. They're trying too hard. I don't want Star Wars to be this funny, it feels like. I've I've heard people explain they're trying to be Marvel in this way, mm-hmm. where Marvel really um excelled at that in, you know, inserting humor into these action movies. Uh, it felt like they were trying to get some of that uh for themselves, but um anyway. I love that scene. I wish I wish that line weren't there so it would be um, so I could enjoy it as much as you do. I'm glad you did. Um, I really love the Ray lightsaber training scene. I was just, especially the shot from underneath looking up. you see just her silhouette with the sky above. Great shot. Uh, I love, um, I also liked the way of the, the dreadnought being taken out with the cascade of the bombs from the bombardier. Um, nice. that was really well done. And uh, what's some? Oh, I have it here in front of me. I don't know why I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, the the Snoke fight scene when when Kylo Ren kills Snoke and the subsequent fight, I thought was really great. And um, that pretty much sums it up.
0: What's your favorite scene?
2: I'm gonna go with the fight, the the Snoke fight scene. I thought that was uh, just awesome.
0: Awesome. All right, I'm gonna go with yeah. the uh, Luke enters the Falcon. Hmm. Yeah, that's the best. I think that for me. I know we talked about it. Uh, I don't know if it was on a different pod or off, you know, pre-recording or what. I, I think that a major problem I have, and this this could be with the with the Luke and Leia. I agree with Tyler. It turns to the humor doesn't work. I, I don't care about any of the new characters, hmm. and I think that could, I that mean... could that's part of the reason that I don't care for the new trilogy. I don't give a shit about Ray. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about Kylo Ren. I like Oscar Isaacs. I don't care about Poe. I can't stand Finn. So I don't, I think that that hurts the movie for me. And then you have these scenes with Carrie Fisher and God rest Carrie Fisher, you know, God rest her soul, everything. She's pretty bad in these movies. I can't, she sounds mm. like she has a fucking mouth full of marbles. Like her dent, her dentures are like not, are loose or something. It's really hard for me to understand what she's saying.
2: She's just an older woman, man. <laughs> I no. think
0: that there are, you know, obviously she had a lot of miles. There's, she had gone through a lot mm. in her life. Yeah, like maybe that caught up to her. In mm-hmm. the way her face worked, yeah. Um, where I think you know, I think I think Harrison Ford in the in the, in the last movie, in Force Awakens, was was decent. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never thought Mark Hamill was much of an actor, so you know, I don't, I don't know. I think that that kind of hurts me, hurts how I feel about the movie. Like it doesn't lend itself to it So I really just don't care about any of the new characters. Rob, I, you, I mean,
3: as as a as the the biggest Star Wars fan here. Do you right. like any of the new characters? Do I like any of the new characters? That's a. It's and I wish I could just be like, yeah, of course. Because if we went back to even the prequels, like, do you like the characters the prequels? The, the answer is yes. I I really liked Obi Wan, and I liked how that character was being played. Do I like any of these characters? Um, The one I like the most is Rey, but I can't I wouldn't be able to give you a a good reason why other than she's our our hero is kind of going through the hero's journey. Um, A lot of people like speak negatively of Finn, and I think it's just how that guy is written. There's really nothing to kind of like there's no endearing quality of that character because he always kind of starts off a little shitty. And he has like some sort of moment. He's got a couple of like these things that he just kind of comes through, and it's like, eh. So like, I think Finn always falls flat. Hopefully they do something with him in the new one. And I'm with you. I like Oscar Isaac as a, a, a uh, excuse me Oscar Isaac as an actor, um, but I don't really have any particular affection for Finn either. Like if anything of like the for new po. bunch, I like the droid the most so it's yeah yeah.
0: this is not this is not about the actors per se because majority of these actors have been in other things that I've liked oh yeah they're all with the exception of Daisy Ridley who just really hasn't been in much everybody else has been in things that I've liked including John Boyega yeah so it's not the actors; it has nothing to do with. Yeah, how it's they're... the characters.
3: It's absolutely the characters. Yeah. And like I said, it's the the only one I have mild affection for is going to be um, is going to be Ray. If not like Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren I think is an interesting character. How they're writing him, mm-hmm. I don't particularly agree with. I like Adam Driver. I like Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, but I don't know if there isn't a better option to put somebody in there um, besides Adam Driver. He's always kind of like he never quite fit. For me, yeah. so that's just me, but
2: yeah. I'm you're with right. you.
0: Ky- uh, Kylo is the only character that I find mildly interesting. Mm-hmm. Tyler?
2: I like both Ray and Kylo Ren uh, quite a bit. Um, but I do think they've made some bad choices in getting people to identify and, and uh, uh, really enjoy these characters. Particularly, you see Finn meet Ray for the first time in the last moment of this movie. So these three main characters for the uh um resistance are Finn Ray and Poe and they're almost never together. Yeah. Whereas in the first trilogy you have Leia, Luke and Han are th- with each other and they doing everything uh the entire time and so you view them as you know, a trio and that makes you build affection for each of them individually and collectively and so that's that's missing here and I think that's a big misstep that that's probably why we don't really love these characters anywhere near as much, or at least partly why. So that's a bummer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. agree. Um new category just for Mm. this pod, but it will go into all the pods going forward, all the long form discussions. But it was inspired by this by this movie. Cool. you guys do not have this so I'm sure once I say it you can think of some things and it's simply what the fuck moment and it can be a what the fuck moment in a good way it can be a what the fuck moment in a bad way it can be a you're surprised Mm -hmm. any way you want to interpret this so I have four okay (laughs) and I have I have Luke throws away the lightsaber yeah Uh, Mary Poppins Princess Leia (laughs) Poe on SNL question mark (laughs) And Luke tries to kill defenseless Ben. And then under it, I have ruined the character. Um, (laughs) Tyler, knee-jerk reaction. What is a what-the-fuck moment in Last Jedi? Uh,
2: It's actually when, and I don't know the terminology here, so correct me, it's when Ray and Kylo can see each other Mm -hmm. across dimensions and whatnot, and she tells him to put on a towel or something <laughs> which is another one of the moments where they're inserting inserting humor yeah. where i just did not like it at all and so i just everyone I, wanted I, to didn't put on like a it. towel though you got to admit it that's yeah. looking a little
0: weird so tyler right. you're not I mean, excited about raylo
2: <laughs> raylo the potential I them mean, hooking up that, I, i'm not against that but it was the what the fuck is when you see him turn around slowly without his shirt on and that was my what the, why is this happening mm-hmm. okay. so i didn't enjoy that rob
3: i mean the quintessential what the fuck moment is the mary poppins princess leia moment i think there's mm-hmm. there is no clearer example because that was the scene that was just like every freaking person in the theater who knew carrie fisher was dead mm-hmm. kind of looked at her getting sucked out of the the bridge and we were like okay like this is how they're gonna do it like We'll embrace it and we were like kind of making peace with it until that thing happened. So I think that's a what the fuck moment, so I'll give you that one. <laughs> um but my if I'm gonna use this as a positive, um and use a what the fuck as like a kind of moment of awe, it is the uh the scene that they take the ship into hyperdrive and like take out all the Star Destroyers at one Oh yeah. I think that is always- a For for what is like a simple idea of just like yeah of course she's going to use it as a batting ram I think how visually that was depicted was um, Mm -hmm. fantastic just and I thought that was something special so I'll give you that as my what the fuck more like what the fuck you know what I mean Rob you know what I appreciate the most about Star Wars what bunny
0: is that it made us friends. I'm being dead serious. It
3: brought us together as it friends. It did bring us together, absolutely, one hundred percent. Without Star Wars, what, we don't have you and me.
0: What shows it's either the difference in personality between you, I, you, mm-hmm. and I, or the level of fandom. Which I don't think that because I think we're close to levels of equal fandom. I think you just like stuff more than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, clearly, That's true. That's basement. absolutely true. Um, the fact that you're so like the what the fuck moment is like the good right like, of. Blowing up the and not Mary Poppins <laughs> right. or Luke throwing the lightsaber, that just shows like I either how much more optimistic you are and pessimistic I am, or just how you're able to just like spoon feed me fucking Star Wars. Like I'll take it all
3: <laughs> and I'm like, nah, I'm good. It's you know, it's <laughs> not it's an easy life. Of all of it. It's like the Mary Poppins scene is ridiculous. Like I think we can all agree that's ridiculous understatement Um, of the fucking year yeah the (laughs) um the luke throwing the lightsaber moment i remember it vividly as i was watching it because Mm -hmm. you had all those years between the end of seven and the beginning of this so i'm with you on that of like as far as disappointment goes um Mm. and yeah i guess that is that is a good example of a what the fuck moment but yeah let's let's look at the positives for me, it's it's definitely
0: that. Yeah. It's the lightsaber because I literally looked at my wife and I go, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like I've said multiple times <laughs> while in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Mary Poppins moment is just one of the worst planned out scenes in all of movie history for the reason you said, especially, I mean, Carrie Fisher's passed away at that point. Yeah. And then you take a character who has shown no force abilities with the exception of in a in a minimal scene at the end of Empire Strikes Back in 1981, 1980. 1980 to show that she can talk to her brother. Yep. And, but now she can get blown the fuck up, be <laughs> in Survive outer the space, of space. Yeah. And then be sucked back in because she's force sensitive, even though they've really never set that up. Yep. Yep. Exact. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's, yep. Tyler, did you give your what the fuck moment?
2: I did, yeah. Okay. It was it was Kylo with his That's with his right. towel off, <laughs> with his with his pepperoni nipples. But I'm gonna t- I'm gonna put a positive spin. I like the way Rob came Thanks, back buddy. and looked at the glass half yeah. full type of what the fuck. Yeah. Um. That the moment he said, I, I like that. But I also I was um I really liked the moment where Ray separated the rocks and got everyone from the Resistance out. She had the boulders. That was a, a fantastic moment, and that was a whoa holy shit type of moment for me.
0: Yeah, nice. that's one of the mo- parts in the movie. The idea of it's cool. I think it didn't look great. Like, I think the mm. effects looked pretty... I mean, how you... it's it's what it's going to look like, I guess. Mm. Obviously, they're not real yeah. rocks. I think that mo- looked the most CGI, but the idea of it was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: standout performance. I have two. Daisy Ridley is Rey, even though I don't really care for her. Um, mm-hmm. And Adam Driver is Kylo Ren. No. I would have put Andy Serkis. He's just not in the movie enough. I mean, he's probably got 50... I don't know, thirty to fifty lines, maybe, if that. I think that's even probably stretching it. Maybe cumulatively ten minutes of screen time. Mm. Um, so those are my two. Tyler, do you
2: have anybody else you want to add? Um Yeah, those those seem to be the right two, and I would go with Adam Driver. I really I like him a lot in most everything. Okay. And I like him as this character quite a bit, so he's my choice. All right. Rob? Yeah, I
3: give it to Adam Driver. He's the one that's kind of like he's the standout. Performance. He's the one that's kind of like captivating when he's on screen. I think um, Mark Hamill has a degree of it, but he's just not quite talented enough to get this. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But I think Adam Driver is going to take the standout performance. All right. Worst performance. Yeah. Worst I got some people. And
0: I, I know a lot of times we don't have anybody for this. Yeah. I do. So I have Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I don't. Th- I think the performance is pretty terrible. I think, especially what really caught me in this watching it a second time, is is Mark Hamill's crazy, like over the top facial expressions. Mm. Like I feel like I'm watching him do a uh, a voiceover work for the Joker, and he's like, I mm-hmm. just got to dial up the eyebrows and everything. Yeah. Especially yeah. when he's going to kill Ben. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot. Um, yep. Benicio del Toro is DJ. He can get the fuck off my screen. Can't stand him in this movie. Wow. Terrible for an actor who's fantastic. And then, uh, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know he's not, not performing per se, but, uh, he's the reason they gave all these performances.
3: Cause he wrote and directed it. So, Rob? I mean, I'm with you with Benicio del Toro. I think he is kind of like stupid in this movie. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I don't find John Boyega as a particularly good actor. Um, I don't think he's good in these movies. So I would give worse performance to either him or Benicio del Toro. Okay. Have you seen Attack of the Block? No, I have not seen any other movies with this guy in it, to be totally honest.
0: Okay. Fair enough. You didn't see Detroit, the nope. movie he was in about the riots in Detroit. Okay. Tyler
2: um it reminds me i've been wanting to <laughs> i've been meaning to get around to attack the block for the last 12 years <laughs> it's Okay, someday. Um, i've heard it's really good it's fantastic but i really like domino gleason i absolutely hate domino gleason in these movies mm. as general Hux. Mm-hmm. um it's it's his tone of voice as much as anything oh yeah and you can be a smarmy murderous piece of shit and not sound the way that he sounds, like
0: a Bond villain from the sixties. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, just terrible. Like and he from... should.
0: Like he should be doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like twirling the ends exactly. of his his mustache.
2: From the first line he uttered in Force Awakens, I, and it, when I I didn't know he was in the movie until I saw him on screen in Force Awakens, and I thought this was at the end of like his run of being in some great movies like Ex Machina or maybe I, I forget the timeline, but he's been in, he was in a lot of great stuff. So I was psyched to see him. And then he started speaking, and I just, I can't stand him in these movies. And he he is terrible in these movies, so he is the worst performer by far for me. All right. Uh,
0: (laughs) Speaking of Domino Gleason, the Jamie Foxx Award for (laughs) overacting. I got Benicio Del Toro as DJ. What a stupid fucking name, by the way. DJ? Like, everybody else has these cool names, and DJ? Right. Um, and Domino Gleeson as General Hux for all the reasons Tyler just said and for Benicio Del Toro's stupid fucking stutter. (laughs) I want to, in every negative category, I want to throw Captain Phasma because there's never been a bigger sack of shit character that visually looks awesome and you're like, holy shit. Like, this, like, just... Like, I don't even know how to explain the first time I saw Captain Phasma. The silver suit, like, Gwendolyn Christie's, like, stature. I was like, this is going to be the the sickest of all stormtroopers, right? Nope. 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 You know who's going to beat Captain Phasma in both movies? Finn. Rob, how do you feel about Finn? (laughs) He's not fantastic. (laughs) He's not fantastic. Uh, Tyler, who gets the Jamie Foxx Award for overacting?
2: maybe it's domino gleason um <laughs> oh i just had it in my mind i don't think see i, I kind of think benicio del toro is uh infallible i love him I, I don't think he's great in this but i didn't really have a major problem with him huh um wow. which is maybe surprising who's i gonna give this award to Domino Gleason. Go to rob and i'll maybe think of it. <laughs> yeah it's for me
3: it's domino <laughs> gleason without that's the only yeah. name i got on there it yeah. is ridiculous. It is that that <laughs> is too much, too much. I mean, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is overacting a bit. I think. I think she's um, just trying super hard. Is what she's doing.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the that. I yeah. mean, that's
3: it, right? That's the overacting. But well, I think she's doing what she can do, and
0: she's Princess Leia. Oh. Like, it's hard to shit on Princess Leia.
3: Yeah.
2: I think I was going to go with Luke and Mark Hamill just for the. You mentioned the facial reactions and his. his it was just really bad. And milking the cow. Those moments in particular, the, the sea cow
0: or whatever it is. Yeah, oh. it's not yeah, acting that as much as it's you necessary. Know,
2: <laughs> milking the cow. That's Ryan Johnson's fault.
0: Rob, I got a question for you.
3: <laughs> no, I would not drink the milk.
0: Well, I I hope not. <laughs> is Luke? I'm, I'm led to believe, right? Luke is one of the most powerful and Force-sensitive beings, right? Right. He's but... at one with the Force. He is what's going to carry on. The Jedi into the new world, right?
3: Sure, but he has abandoned I, the Force. Well, he hasn't fine. abandoned well, the Force. He has turned away from the Force.
0: But he should still be Force sensitive. I would imagine he still gets like feelings. I would think. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not Ryan Johnson, so I'm not a. I'm not an expert on the Force. <laughs> One of my biggest gripes watching this movie the second time mm-hmm. is how does Luke not know that Han died? When Chewie comes into that room, yeah. the look on his face is right—the realism. We're supposed to assume that he realizes at that point Han is dead. Right. In every movie we've watched, yep. anybody who's Force sensitive can feel when a major death has happened. Right. Mm-hmm. How does he not know that Han? Died?
3: That the reasoning is there—that he has turned—he has turned away from the Force. That was. Hmm. Yeah. It really—and they come out and say it—that he's turned That's away crazy. from the Force. That's why he doesn't know what the hell is going on out there? That's why so he put himself I'm led into to believe exile. Believe
0: so am I led to believe that Rey, who has no force training, who does not know she is part of the force, that the force is in her midi-chlorians, whatever the fuck you want to say, Ooh. has all of these feelings, never having known what the force is or turned the force on. Is it a light switch? I don't know. But but Luke, who's the most powerful, can just turn it off and he's like, I'm good.
3: Yeah. I imagine with a, with a control of the force, you're able to – again, I'm speculating – is so The, 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 force the reasoning the force. in the movie was that he had turned away from the force. Mm-hmm. He had no idea what was going on. That's why no one knew where he was. No one can kind of, quote, unquote, feel where he is. That's why he can't, you know, he didn't okay. know Ray had some force sensitivity to it, any of that bullshit going on. So so he um, did he um, use the force to turn off the force? Did he use the force?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can't turn off the power <laughs> if you don't have the power.
0: I mean, I'm just yes. asking, man. These are questions. These are questions yeah. I need answers to. I okay? do not have an answer to that one. That's, and that is the problem. <laughs> so next category, who did the most of the least? I have two people, and I'm super based on a comment Rob made earlier in the podcast. I'm very interested in what he has to say about Frank Oz's Yoda
1: <laughs>
0: and Andy Serkis' Supreme Leader Snoke. Yep.
3: So, Rob, who do you have? And then also, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Yoda? All right, so <clears throat> Andy Serkis is the one who did the most with the least. F- you know, 100%. Chad, sure. I think, is a, a – I think he gives the, the – be- considering he's not even there, he gives the best performance of the bunch. <laughs> sure. Um, so that's my winner for that one. Um, Yoda in this movie, because I actually argued with my kid here a little bit. <laughs> so my, my – was my son or my daughter? One of the two. They're looking at Yoda, and they're like, "What's wrong with Yoda?" I was like, "Nothing. It's Yoda." They're like, "He doesn't look right." I was like, "They literally did a whole documentary of how they took the original mask and like, like took a pull from it, and all they did was like define the lines a little bit more and then put it on an armature. And if you watch that thing, right up to the day of filming, it looked the puppet looks great." Up until the day of filming. And it is, there is, they, I don't know what they put in its face or how they shot it. Like there's a lot of shooting Yoda from like the bottom up, which they right. did in Return of the Jedi. And they did it in Empire, but he didn't look so weird. Um, And it is, I have a hard time getting into that scene because Yoda looks so odd. I think the stuff that huh. he says is real good. I got a couple of them from my like most memorable lines, yeah. but um, and Frank Oz is not, you know, it's he's he's a little more Miss Piggy than he is Yoda in this one, <laughs> so it's you know it's I I have a hard time with Yoda. He's important that he's in this one, but I do have a hard time with Yoda in this. Is it more egregious in this movie or Phantom Menace pre? A, re- a
0: no, pre- Phantom like new Menace. version of Yoda.
1: Yeah.
3: Phantom Menace, like the original Phantom Menace, but like the puppet. That thing just looks fucking ridiculous. It looks like someone just put a sock mm. on. But um <laughs> but you know, it's this is not that much better. <laughs> Phantom Menace Yoda looks like a melted gremlin. <laughs> it is there's so much his eyes are bugging out, he's the wrong color. He's just there's like they try to yeah. make him look younger, but it just looks all jacked up. They nah, would have like- they, they would have done better if they would have kind of – because they even said in the documentary that Mark Hamill would have needed a, like a puppet to act with, that it wouldn't have worked if it was all CG. But I think they should have used some CG to clean him up because he just looked too freaking – he looked like it was swollen. He looks like Luke punched him in the face about 15, 30 times before they actually shot it. <laughs> huh. All right. Tyler?
2: Um, the question
0: was who did the most to with Andy the least,
2: Sir- <laughs> right? Yeah, Andy Circus. I was about to go on a, a rant about how great it is that Baby Yoda is going to be in all the Mandalorians moving forward as Baby Yoda because he ages so slowly. But anyway, Andy Circus does the most <laughs> with the least. I mean, it's that's it, Baby right? Yoda, um, and I, I didn't even know. See, I don't do as much research <laughs> as I should <laughs> with cert- with certain movies. I didn't know this was Andy Circus until rewatching on Tuesday. <laughs> um. And that guy might be the most valuable person in Hollywood um, and most talented and the greatest. He is amazing in everything. I mean, he's he's
0: equally as good as a mocap and voiceover actor as he is when he's the actual actor.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. I'm with you. Black Panther. He was probably the most with the least in that movie too. I,
0: I will stand by that if Black Panther has him as the villain the whole movie, and you can have Killmonger. I know you and I talked about it, Tyler. Mm-hmm. But if you keep Andy mm-hmm. Serkis in it for the whole movie as well, the movie's ten True. times better.
2: Yeah. We um, killed both villains off way too early. Yep.
0: What uh? Well, supposedly Killmonger's not dead, but what um? I mean. What is he directing coming up, Rob? What is Andy, Andy Serkis is directing? Is he directing a Marvel movie? Is oh, he's he directing me. a DC movie? Oh, I do not know. He's directing something. I'll Obviously, look he's going to be in the new Batman as Alfred, right? Yep. But I thought he was directing something. All right. Next category
2: <laughs> Venom 2.
0: That's what it is. Venom oh, two. shit. That is what it is. Yep. Good job, Tyler. Good call, um, Tyler. Thank you. Next category. Does this still hold up? I don't have anything because um, I don't think any – this movie is two years old, so there's nothing that's, like, right. over the top. You know, technology still looks the same. The effects look the same. Obviously, it's not supposed to be real life, so cell phones, things like that. So I don't have anything that is,
3: like, really egregious to me. Tyler or
0: yeah.
1: Rob?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. And then it, it's, I have
3: – go ahead. No, it just – it doesn't work for this particular movie. It's too new.
0: Exactly. And then I have – this does still hold up. Um, I think it's just the film – how it looks again we all talked about it It still looks really good even though which i always find hard to believe because a lot of this movie is shot on green screen why does this movie look so good and the prequels look so bad i understand that there's a time in you know there's there's a finite amount of years in between them
3: but like yeah they look night and day yeah well there was more of an well it's two things they shot the prequels digitally this is still on film Sure. And there was way more set building, prop building, practical effects in this one than the prequels ever had. So there is that. Hmm. Sure, but like at the end when they're on whatever, whatever,
0: you know, you said how great the scene was with Luke and Kylo. That's all yeah. CG. It's all CGI. They're yeah, not fair. on.
3: They're they're on a set, right? That's yeah. not. They, they're they, essentially on a soundstage. They, they was on a soundstage. They 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 took reference from like the Salt Flats, but they were on a soundstage. Yeah. You know what I find odd in that scene?
1: What?
0: That
3: I just realized? Why do the new adats walk on their wrists? Well, that's a that was a mm. whole thing. So like everyone bitched about, you know, why can't they come up with something new? Why does it have to be an ad? Uh, why does it have to be like sure. an adat thing? But sure. like the reasoning I thought was pretty good as far as what they gave in the documentary. What they what they developed was like, all right, the adat was like the basic imperial transport that was taken out by, like, these cables around the snow scooter. Like, how can we repair it? So they decided that it would be a design that the Empire made in order to kind of, like, keep the utility of a walker, but made it broader in the front and kind of made it more of a stable base, even how it kind of lurched. So the thought Mm -hmm. was, like, the design actually came from the Empire, but what it really was was it was more of an aggressive, like, knuckle kind of dragging thing um that huh. made it look a little bit more aggressive so
0: i mean i don't have a problem with it yeah
3: it just seemed
0: not functional
3: yeah no i thought it looked good i again it it has all that weight up front which is kind of where you need it it's got a meaner look to it i i like the way those things look
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah i just again I, I thought like structurally it didn't make a lot of
0: sense but again it's not like i'm like hey fucking ryan johnson ruined another thing right i just saw it and i'm like that, does that make sense like if you were to actually build one of those but what do i know i'm not an engineer and this isn't star wars so <laughs> <laughs> another question Jesus. Rob I'll yeah. ask you this specifically because yeah, we're right. talking about engineering building the ad at right cool where the fuck does the First Order get its funding <laughs> like the Empire gets dissolved right again we don't have a lot of information if you're if you're taking out all the canon yeah throwing that all away sure. okay. we have no information between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens yeah so How uh, how does the resistance become so small again, and how does what uh, what is going to be the empire? Because that's essentially what the first order is. How does it get so large again? That's another reason I I find these. It's it's all right. I'll give you my. I don't understand. At some point, we're going to get. Hold on. At some point, we're going to get a trilogy between four, five, and six, and. 789,
3: right? They're going to do another trilogy between to to bridge this gap. There's some explaining to do. Hopefully they'll do it in books, but there is some explaining to do, sure. No, Disney had great canon that
0: they could have taken a lot of those storylines and pushed them into films, but they decided not to. Yeah. So they've already wiped all
3: of that out. Yeah. All right. So what happened? My two cents. Yeah. Based on the movies, taking the books out of it completely. Sure. If we're looking at the end of Return of the Jedi, all right you 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 have the explosion of the death Star, right? And you have the crippling of the empire because you've taken out most of its, you know power, which is the emperor and blah 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 blah. But I mean, the empire still exists. All those resources are still there. So if anything, sure. it's not so much the funding as much as it's the, You know, snatching of resources or just like depleting whole areas out of like stuff in order to make all this shit. I imagine where all that stuff coming from. That's where Starkiller base came from. And it's just um, still military intact, taking over these whole things. I think the resistance looks so small um, because in seven, they blew up the planet, the, the, the capital planet of the New Republic. So right now sure. we're just kind of dealing with and this the whole theme of the whole movie was the spark to light the rebellion and blah blah blah, whatever it is. Um so we're just kind of dealing with like the last handful of what is left of that military base, presuming that um, all of the events of episode eight actually inspires people to, you know, join the resistance. I think is what so they're I going get, for. I get what you're saying, that just because you
0: kill the Emperor, that doesn't yeah. mean the infrastructure is completely down right right but what they show in the new the special editions is each planet essentially being overthrown right they show Coruscant being overthrown yep they're pulling down the emperor so they lead you to believe that there is a full revolution
2: yeah and I mean it, the it's
3: revolution usually ends with the people winning yeah but if you think of it if you even if we're looking at return of the Jedi um, at endor literally the entire rebel fleet is there so whatever they got they got there so even though like the people are you know celebrating that there's the downfall of the empire or the death of the emperor or whatever you're still having all of that military is still out there floating in you know middle and nowhere someone's got to take over for all that stuff
0: that's true that's true i guess i just assume because when the people revolt and they overthrow a dictatorship you know yeah. most of the times they win Yep. And in this case they show them literally in Coruscant, the capital of the universe. Yeah. Pulling down statues, so I just assume that the people revolt, take over the military bases, things like that. But I guess Yeah, that could be right. But I'm just I've always again wondered that. Like where's the funding coming from?
3: That is the the riot before the cops get there. How about that? <laughs> I don't think so,
0: because no. the course isn't Coruscant supposed to be like the most densely it's one city, right? The whole planet's a city. Yep. Yep. So how many cops can be there?
3: So maybe it's happening on 53rd Street, but, like, on 14th Street, they didn't get there yet. You know, it's one of that those. That could be. That could be.
0: That could be. Or it's just another major plot hole <laughs> that you just have to, you know... you got to be imaginative. Yeah. You need me to navigate uh, think, you through this shit. I think the problem is if they were imaginative, we would have answers. Yeah. But they're not imaginative, so they're just like, hey, suspend your... D-. It's like in Marvel. Marvel, it's always like, Hey, how do I explain this? Nanotech. How do I explain this? Nanotech. Hey, my head got cut off. Now I have a new head. Nanotech. Right. Everything in Marvel's nanotech. Right. Fuck is my nanotech? Like, I need some shit. <laughs> You're not ready for it yet. Soon. No. I need new hair. Can they give me hair?
2: <laughs> you would look so weird with hair. Hey, you knew <laughs> me when I had
3: hair, fuckstick.
2: I know, but at this point... Fuckstick? At this point, it would just be weird. What we was gotta, the other uh, one, you know, Laugh
3: Bitch? What, what was the...
0: Chuckle, Chuckle Fuck. Chuckle Fuck. Okay, sorry. Although I like Laugh Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you Laugh Bitch. All right. Would this movie Would this movie be better if Gary Oldman was in it, and if so, who would he play? Yes, it would be better. <laughs> Specifically, I have two people. Ah. General Hux. He's a little old to play General mm. Hux, but for the love of God... Can someone fucking take Domino Gleason out of General <laughs> Hux? Or I don't think it's Domino Gleason as much as it's the direction, right? That how that character's written. Yeah. No. JJ Abrams set it up and this is how we're gonna do it. Or he could play DJ, take Benicio Del Toro's stumbling ass out of the out of the uh, the character and insert Gary Oldman. Tyler
2: Yeah, he would be great in just about any role in it, taking the place of most people in this movie. Chewbacca um <laughs> yeah. the poor I think General Hux. I don't. I mean, do we need General Hux to be a younger general? Why can't he be? We don't. Older? Yeah, he would be perfect. Yeah. he would be a great General Hux.
0: I think the only thing would be is Gary Oldman is not intimidated by Adam Driver. <laughs> so when Kylo yeah. Ren intimidates General Hux,
2: I mean, to get fucked, Gary Oldman get would just fucked. stab him in the
0: face. Like it just isn't that's my only problem with that.
2: Fair enough. Yep,
3: Rob, I got him as general Hawks followed pretty closely by. And again, as much as we're singing the praises, but like maybe he could do something different with um, Snoke. So I think that those Mm. would be the two appropriate places to to put him. And then if you really want to be shitty um, and we haven't brought her up yet. I don't Uh-oh. particularly care for Laura Dern in this movie. No. I think there's a no, lot to Laura Dern in this movie that doesn't work um, beyond the purple hair. So purple hair. Um, it may not have been crazy to put him in as the admiral of um, you know just someone that 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 made that work a little bit better. So again, Tyler, no what offense. Was the, uh...
0: What was the review before we start talking about it? Social uh, right wing
2: social, social Justice Warrior and feministic political oh, garbage. Yeah. Rob Well there Heaps is all that. Heaps.
3: But she we don't doesn't need that heat, Rob. No, we don't need that heat, but she doesn't do a particularly good job, I guess is the better question. I mean her her dialogue is pretty
0: pretty generic, pretty terrible. Yeah. Pretty uh so I don't know that it's her as much as it's that that one-dimensional character, that cliché character that was written again by Ryan Johnson.
3: What I would have loved mm-hmm.
0: in its stead would have been Admiral Ackbar. <laughs> and just no, but, but we got fucked. Time we got another it. we got another fan favorite character gets fucking snuffed out without yeah. any without anything. No fanfare, no nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So again, fuck you Ryan Johnson.
2: For that. What do you think everyone's reaction on set was or in some meeting room? was when maybe ryan johnson i'm guessing said and let's make her hair purple
1: <laughs> i don't know
2: Who how did knows? that get how did that get approved uh, let's make it spacey. Why?
3: yeah it's spacey yeah <laughs> tyler she's yeah. she it's space the better question is like let's put her in a prom gown <laughs> <laughs> also yeah, there's not a, a lot great of issues decision.
0: yeah rob i got another question for you sure Porgs or Ewoks? Which one am I keeping?
3: What, however you want to answer that question. Porgs or Ewoks? I mean, I'm Ewoks actually served a purpose. Ewoks kicks some ass. Right. So, like, yes. Ewoks as annoying as they are in their cannibalistic ways. I mean, the Ewoks crippled the Empire right, long enough for it to explode the uh, shield generator. So, go Ewoks. Porgs are just like... A little bit of a gimmick, um, they're just kind of there, and they're really no serving no purpose more than penguins.: I mean, they're both there to sell toys, right that's a, that's the right off the bat that's why they, they're in the movies essentially. They're meant to be like a cute piece of it. I mean they're no baby Yoda um, <sighs> baby not Yoda, but it's um, they're there to 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 appeal to some sort of cuteness Tyler.
2: Ewoks, like Reb said, they're they're annoying. I loved them so much as a child. Now they're they're annoying on some level, and they are also badasses. <laughs> but yeah, they're 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 fantastic. And they have they have
0: individual personalities. They have individual names. Yeah. Right. Not porgs, porgs are faceless,
3: <laughs> <laughs> soulless assholes. We're actually getting ewoks in right. Um, whatever the next one is, Rise of Skywalker. Ooh, yeah. Of course we are. Yeah. You know why? Why? Never
2: mind. We're not. Tyler doesn't want to know. He hasn't watched any trailer. Oh, shit. I forgot, Tyler.
3: I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: I have not watched it.
3: Damn it. Sorry, buddy. God damn it, Rob. I know. I screw everything up. I just killed
0: it. All right. Most memorable line. Got it. I only got two. Okay. And I, I hope somebody else has a bunch. Sure. It made me so. This is literally my favorite category in every podcast, and I have two. Oh. Get that nervous face off your, uh, or get that nervous look off your face, C3PO, or 3PO, however she says it. I just butchered that whole thing.
2: Yeah, you did. Fuck, you just ruined my number one line. <laughs> yeah.
0: oh. Oh. You want me to say, Tyler, what's the line?
2: Wipe that nervous expression off your face, 3PO. Nice. Oh, I'll certainly try, General.
0: <laughs> and then, great line. My personal favorite of the whole movie. You're just a child in a mask. Ah, Oof. that is a good line. Rob, what do you got? Um,
3: I have quite a few.
0: I know I, that's why I came to you, buddy.
3: So, um, yeah, so I do have that. Uh, you're a child on the mask. But the beginning part of that is you're no Vader. You're just a child in a mask. I'm just saying um, <laughs> I like again. I have a lot of Yoda lines in here. One of the things is, um, you know, Yoda sitting there with Luke and they're talking about failure. And Yoda's like, yes, failure. Most of all the greatest teacher failure is Luke we are what they grow beyond that is the true burden of mm-hmm. all masters I think that's a beautiful line it's a beautifully written line it is um it's pretty pretentious why is it pretentious it's coming from fucking Yoda I
0: don't know, it just feels pretentious we He's are what they grow beyond just try to kill his nephew oh Jesus <laughs> Same.
3: No, it's the frustration of like a teacher student. It's like you, you, you're, the, of the dream is that they kind of grow beyond your necessity. So it becomes this kind of very sweet little moment where that we all have to kind of go through. So anyway, I'm, I understand that. But okay. the movie arc at this point is
0: now trying to. I understand what they're doing. They're trying to now redeem Luke, right? That's what the movie. That's a, a lot of the movie. What it's about.
3: So the then there's no? the General Hux line that's. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you got him which i thought was pretty funny that, was
2: good. that yeah.
3: there is a jaws line that's jammed in here which i appreciated um ray said i don't think they like me luke says i can't imagine why which is the last line in jaws no big deal mm. um <laughs> <laughs> Luke says, see you around, kid. I like that line. I think that one's funny. Um, uh, this is not going to go the way you think, which I think should have been the byline for this entire movie. And I think the the last thing I'm going to have is. Um, so this goes back to Luke talking about how he almost murdered his nephew via the Luke argument. It says it passed like a fleeting shadow and I was left with shame and with consequence. And the last thing I saw were the eyes of a frightened boy whose master had failed him. So I think that's a nice line. So those are my my favorite quotes from The Last Jedi.
2: Tyler. Yeah, there are some real there are, there are some well-written bits of dialogue in okay. this movie, especially that Yoda line. Um I only have a few too. I love that Leia line and C-3PO's response to her. Um, and then two line, I guess I have only two others. Um, and they're, they were humorous takes. And again, I've, I've, I've said how much I didn't really enjoy that. They tried too hard, but I liked when, uh, Ray's trying to convince Luke to help her out and train her. And she says, I've seen your daily routine routine. You're not busy, awesome. which got me, which, which made me chuckle. And then, uh, mm-hmm. this is pretty shitty line uh, and from a guy who we don't really like in this movie but I, I just liked when Finn said let's go Chrome Dome to uh, right. Captain Phasma <laughs> mm. I knew you wouldn't like that Anthony but screw you. That's,
0: yeah, I hear you. Screw Anthony
3: But there is one line you and I should have in this because it is personal to Anthony and I
1: mm.
3: which is when yes, he, s- you were- he says you're just scum and he comes back and he's like rebel scum and no. Like we can't have that line? That's the <laughs> thing. We met on the Rebel Scum forums. I feel like that should be our line. Hey, what was Admiral Akbar's
0: last line before he died? <laughs> oh. I have no
3: idea. He didn't have one. Uh, no, he spoke. There was a line of dialogue from Admiral mm. Akbar. Mm-hmm. Like, look at that over there. It could have been anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's my
3: seatbelts? <laughs> The Samwise Gamgee
0: Award for biggest wet blanket. Oh, got it. Mm. Laura Dern as Holdo is up there. But there is no bigger wet blanket, and I might rename this category after Luke Skywalker oh. in this movie.
2: No. Oh, what I, do you mean, no? I got a better one. Stop it. He <laughs> Stop hates it. everything. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it.
0: Tyler, he doesn't he hate everything?
2: oh no. yeah
0: he's depressed he
2: needs to see a counselor needs some empathy from us okay? some support. doesn't mean
0: he's not a wet blanket that's yes, your right he but... cre- look he created the issue <laughs> and then he's like deuces I'm not fixing it yeah. like what the fuck uh... can we at least agree on that he creates the issue and then he goes into hiding
2: and then he refuses to help out yeah sure You're so disappointed in me right now. Uh,
1: He
3: doesn't
0: want to make it worse. Can he make it any worse? (laughs) (laughs) Like.
2: Uh, And then he comes and helps the last of the resistance escape. He never
3: comes. He never goes there. Let's let's Uh, not. He. He. he he Sacrifices. He sacrifices well, himself to force projection himself across the universe to get there,
0: which has also never happened in NBD. any movie ever. But somehow it happens in this movie. Well, it's got to be first time. But he, but he turned off the force, so he doesn't know Han died. But in the same like week, he turns it back on to the point where he force projects something. He nobody's ever done. He turned it
3: back on. He turned it off. Yeah, he turned it on. You can do it.
0: Thank you, Ryan Johnson. Rob,
3: biggest wet blanket. Web blanket? Um, that would be Rose Tico, also known as Kelly Marie Tran. She is the wet blanket. Why? Because she's the wet blanket. She's the negative Nancy. Her fucking sister just got murdered. I, you're asking me <laughs> who the wet blanket is. I'm giving you the answer. I'm not saying it, it's what not does a bummer. What she do? She's,
0: she's keeping people Nancy. from
3: escaping. <laughs> she not has- a wet blanket. Yeah, well, she did that, so that was a bummer. Then she was like, he had his whole glorious ending that he was going to die a hero. She killed that one. Um, she was kind of shitty through the entire uh, Benicio del Toro sequence. So there is that. The guy so she's just shitty. So Finn was just there to enjoy the casino, and she was just being negative Nancy, like look at the animals and how they're being abused, and like that was kind of shitty. So it's like you know, she's the wet blanket.
2: Rob, are you one of the <laughs> contributors to her quitting social no, media? No, I promise
3: I'm not. I thought she was <laughs> fine
2: in the I movie, but
3: not. she's the wet blanket. So,
0: let me just wrap this up. She <laughs> keeps people from escaping, so yes. she's making them do their job. Yeah. She saves Finn at the end, uh-huh. who's a sack of shit, who should have died multiple times because all he tries to do is abandon everybody. That seems harsh. I, does you does he try to sta- abandon everybody No, but you called movies? him a
3: sack of shit. I think that's a lot.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, and then she is... She's pointing out animal cruelty. So <laughs> she's, she's a wet blanket. She doesn't yeah. want anybody to have fun. How are these guys going to we-
3: race if they're not beaten? Yeah, it's you know. You can't have fun. No, you can't have any fun, no fun because no fun animals are going to get hurt. Hence the wet blanketness.
2: Huh. Huh. She had the worst line in the movie. What's the worst line by far? I wish I could put my fist through this whole lousy beautiful town. Speaking of canto nice. blight, bite.
0: Terrible. I'm not saying her character's not
3: terrible <laughs> and unnecessary.
2: Can we have? I just don't
3: think she's a... the worst line. Can we do that as a new category? Sure. Like I could wish I I wish I could wish these feelings away. <laughs> we can
0: put that in further in in, in going
3: forward. Okay. okay. Yeah. We'll call it the Anakin Skywalker worst line award. No, that's the sand. <laughs> I hate sand. Yes. I think I wish I wish I could wish these feelings away. It should be a little bit.
0: They're animals, and I slaughtered them like animals. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> oh my god! Why do we like Star Wars?
2: I love Star Wars. <laughs>
3: yeah, shame on you.
2: Shame on me. Because it's just so fucking cool. Nice. As as many f- holes and flaws as this movie has yeah, that was something i i wrote down it's just so fucking cool this movie and yes <laughs> this movie's not cool oh my god it's very cool movie what's cool about it <laughs> so many things we've talked about a lot of it what
0: i'm genuine i'm not i'm not trying to be shitty i'm genuinely i'm yeah. questioning what's because we've seen all of this movie and all the other star wars movies so what makes yeah, it know, cool it
2: and that works and so Mm -hmm. it's still working like we've named many of the things that that were cool and that we liked the scenes the the dreadnought and there's so many Uh, this movie is cool
0: i would never think that i would never say that this movie was cool i
2: don't know why Uh.
0: it
3: doesn't like as much as i don't dislike this movie it still doesn't like
0: but you have to admit there's a
3: lot of visually interesting things that happen there's a lot of kind of like interesting things that occur
0: right I think that it is visually good looking, Uh but nothing in this movie struck me as like I've never seen that before. Like, for instance, I'll give you an example: Spider Verse. Never seen that before.
2: That movie, yeah, that's a once in a generation type of movie, though. But that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah,
0: for me to think like Wow, like I've never. I guess I'm I'm saying what like Rob was saying. Like I've it had stuff that was like I've never seen or visual. I've seen all
2: the stuff in Star Wars. Nothing struck right, me so as the, like, holy shit. Yeah, there's nothing revolutionary in this movie, but it's still Star Wars revolutionized the world in movies. Sure. And so it's it's still Star Wars movies. Some of that some of that is here. You know you know what you know what is That's cool what is... in
0: Star Wars is <laughs> Luke and and Vader being silhouetted against that blue with the with the black bars. And the pulsing, like, orange or red that's going up and down right before they fight in Empire, and they both ignite their lightsabers after one after another, that's iconic. That's cool. That is,
2: like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is not. I didn't say it's the coolest thing of all time, but this movie is cool, my opinion. Okay,
0: I'm just saying I've seen all this before.
2: Yeah. Well... What? I said it's cool. I didn't say this movie changed history.
0: No, no, I get you. I get you. I'm just I guess I'm interpreting it slightly different. Yeah. I mean, we've never seen sh- shirtless Kylo Ren <laughs> with his pizza nipples. We've
3: never seen a shirtless <laughs> male in a Star Wars movie until now. Is that true? Uh, let me go through the Rolodex. I think <laughs> that's right. That's true. Yes. it may be the Brian first Johnson. nipple uh, we have seen in the Star Wars universe. What about And both of we them see... were in this movie.
2: No, no, no. Uh when Luke's in the cyber Oh yeah, the banth- the uh,
3: Oh the yeah, ban- you're right. You're uh... absolutely right. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All
3: right. All right. Good job. So theory Does solved. Does Chewbacca have nipples? I believe Chewbacca has nipples. Okay. You know, most mammals have nipples. <laughs> you can milk anything
2: with <laughs> nipples. Anything right? with nipples.
3: <laughs> I have a cat, can you milk the
0: cat? Jinx. <laughs> uh, movie real estate yep
1: hmm.
0: would you rather live on Octu which one's which Octu is where is, that's where Luke is living. oh
3: okay or
0: was it Canto Bite? Canto yeah. byte?
2: Canto byte? Canto byte.
3: Rob can I live on the like the ship you can add anything you would like let me live on the ship because I think the ship has seems to have a lot of room and a lot of like grey a lot of like side light. So I'm living on the ship. I like how Rob is doing this with his hands. Nobody
0: <laughs> can see it, but
3: it's like jazz hands almost.
0: And he refers to this is my favorite, the ship in Star Wars. Rob, what the fuck ship are you talking <laughs> the about? The
3: ship, the big ship, the um The, the Empire um, The Empire ship? The, or big, or the resistance ship. No, it's the resistance ship. It's like the big resistance the ship. The ship that they it's use as the a fucking ship. battling ram? No, 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 no. That was the uh, that was in Rogue One. No, this one is the uh, the Snoke Grand uh, Star Destroyer thing that looks like a boomerang. I'm gonna live on that ship. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tyler.
2: <laughs> uh, wherever, Lu- what did you say, Luke's Island? Ock. That two. place looks amazing. Ock Two. Uh, that place looks amazing. You think people go Give there now a- on vacation? It is it, It's protected. Is it you can't go out you there. Can, you could like can take happen? a boat
3: around it, but I don't think you can actually go on the island. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: It doesn't look like you could in really inhabit that place. I just
0: assumed, like, you know, you could take – if you had the money, like a helicopter or something. Yeah.
2: Oh, I bet that's yeah. – There was
3: a whole thing I was reading that it was, like, they had a hike up to the top there to get Luke to have that whole scene with Ray. And I guess it kind of kicked the shit out of Mark Hamill getting up there. So he had said, like, hey, can I just <laughs> – if we got to do two days out here, can I just, like, spend the night up here in, like, a tent? And then no big <laughs> deal – and they said, No, you can't stay out there, it's protected land, so he had to walk back down again. So I guess they couldn't huh. they could rotate the helicopter around the island, but I guess they couldn't land the helicopter on the island, so everyone had mm-hmm. a hike. Interesting. Yeah. You know what else is very interesting that I did not find out until today is that Carrie Fisher so so Carrie Fisher is known in Hollywood when she was alive that she would repair quote unquote repair scripts. And she did some repair work on this script for Ryan Johnson. So she does have like a ghost credit as far as the writing oh. is concerned on this movie.
2: Wow, I didn't know that.
3: You think she wrote the uh, Mary part Poppins scene? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. She definitely put the my hair, <laughs> my hair is different line.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a good line in any other context. Anyway.
0: What do you wish there was more of in this movie, Tyler?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I've thought about this question the longest, and I guess the answer is nothing. Okay. Um. Maybe more Mark Hamill. I wish. The, I wish he would have been more of Luke. I guess that's the obvious answer. Okay. Actually, been more like Luke and trained Ray and been who we loved luke you know been who we loved over all the years but um i don't know couldn't really think of a solid answer but maybe that's it
3: rob um i would request more lightsaber you know i just felt Mm. that this was like we had our like fighting scene but we didn't have like that big big scene like everything had purpose like i get it but like i would have liked to seen a little bit more lightsaber scene So I I put Maz Kanata because
0: I actually liked her in the first one. She's good. Um, And then I put the ending credits because I just wish they would happen quicker. (laughs) (laughs) That's it's a very negative attitude to have. Well, I think no, I I think this movie is a little bloated. I think the runtime is a little long. It feels a little long. I think the editing could, you know, they could do with cutting some of, especially like the casino scene. They can cut that down quite a bit. There's stuff that they can cut out of it above and beyond everything I don't like about it I just feel like it also feels long
3: yeah that was the other thing I read is that they cut like 45 minutes out of it to get it to where it's at yeah crazy Crazy.
0: I also feel for whatever reason I love John Williams and this is the movie that I think does the least with his score yeah yeah I I don't think there's any original piece in this that's not rehashed from anything else like any of the other Star Wars Mm -hmm. movies that I love I don't remember hearing anything and being like that's a it's a great piece of music. No.
3: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. If anything no. it's the kind of like the celebration of the um uh what the heck scene oh, it. Oh, it's the the tie fighter scene from a new hope that when oh, the falcon yeah. is going through like the crystal area there. Like that's the big music scene in the uh, the movie in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I know that there's uh, some of the Ray montage scene, the training scenes,
0: especially when she has the lightsaber. I remember that mm-hmm. being like, okay, that, that's a, a new piece that's like kind of cool. Yeah, but it's
3: also not really rememberable.
0: Rememberable? Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I think you're right. I think you nailed it. It's it's there's really nothing original in this movie like the other movies kind of had. Even Force Awakens had a couple of very good kind of, you know, new modernized versions of like Star Wars thematic, but yeah. this one doesn't really have anything that stands out. All right, next category, the best. So
0: Daisy Ridley, is this the best she's been in anything, Tyler?
2: No, I liked her more in Force Awakens. Okay. That's the only thing I've seen her in, so the answer is no for me.
3: Rob? I, I would normally agree, but I think I disagree. Um, I think with this one, they gave her a little bit more to work with. She had more of an opportunity to kind of like, quote, unquote, act Um, I do find her a little wooden. I do find her that she kind of blurts out a lot of her lines, like she rushes through them quite a bit. But I think they gave her a little bit more in this one than they did the other one. So I've only seen her in Star Wars movies, so kind of take it for what Mm -hmm. it's worth. Uh, I think it's Force Awakens, and I think specifically when she's being interrogated by Kylo
0: Ren, when she's being strapped down to the table, Mm -hmm. is her standout scene in any movie I've seen her in. Um, And I don't think she has that scene in this movie. Mm. So uh Adam Driver. Tyler?
2: No, man, that's a good question. I uh I know we've said we liked him in this movie a lot. Um Ah oh, man, what's the best? This isn't the answer to the question is no. I don't think this is the thing he the thing he's best in. I know he was nominated for an Oscar for Black Klansman, which he was very good in. Sure. Um did you ever watch the show Girls HBO show yeah. with uh Lena Dunham show that's what I I think most people first saw him and I I thought the show was okay pretty good but I loved him in that and I think that's probably what I'd say he was best in okay
3: Rob I just saw him in a trailer today for like a Netflix thing yeah and I the thought he Scarlett Scarlett was a movie right the Scarlett Johansson movie and I think he was better in that one <laughs> marriage story is what it's called yeah um but no, I, I I don't think any of the Star Wars movies is really gonna get this guy as far as his best performances are concerned. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Black Klansman. I yeah. loved that movie, and he was particularly
0: really good in it. And he's supposed to be that the marriage movie that he's in with Scarlett Johansson on Netflix is supposed to be amazing. But like, you'll want to watch it once and never again. Yeah. What was the uh, movie he Oscar was in with Isaacs. Bill Murray? Uh. <laughs> uh the dead live or the dead don't die or oh, something like don't that. Die,
2: that right. Good.
0: Yeah. Sorry. He was also really good in a movie with Daniel Craig where they and Channing Tatum where they played like
2: Lucky Logan Logan Lucky. Yes, that movie is actually seen
0: it, yeah. oddly funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Oscar Isaacs. I mean, Tyler, I think you and I are gonna be on the same page here, but What do you think? Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Rob? I agree. Ex Machina. Okay. And Ryan Johnson.
1: (laughs) Tyler?
2: Yeah, this is his best work. Yeah, I'm I'm on board. (laughs) Okay. No, I said that just to shock you. Um, It
0: it honestly wouldn't shock me if you said it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't think I've liked much of what he's done. I'm really excited to see *Knives Out*. Um, *Looper*. I really, I, I liked *Looper* quite a bit. *Brothers Bloom*. I didn't love *Brick*. I didn't like, even though that was hyped by some people I know. Um, shit, maybe this is his best work. I don't know. Okay. Maybe, but it's it's probably *Looper*.
3: Rob. Since this is the only work I've seen that he has ever done, this is his best work. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would say Looper. Looper was
0: like one of the most original sci-fi movies I've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah,
2: so, I like that one. And
3: Rob, you have not seen Looper and it, it bums me out a little bit. Yeah, I have never seen that movie. I'll keep, I, you know, there's no reason for me not to have seen it other than the opportunity has not presented itself. And I just want to real quick, if, if people have not listened to the last pop
0: culture news podcast that I was not on, <laughs> Rob absolutely broke my heart. Oh Two no. reasons. One, I have told you multiple times on the podcast what hell, and high, hell or High Water is and to watch it. I know. And you acted like you've never heard of such a thing.
3: <laughs> so it bums me out. It okay? just there's and a lot two, of things that hit my brain that immediately exit, and that is certainly one. You fucking watched Attack of the Clones today. I watched a piece of it today. <laughs> The and the
0: fact that none of you
3: chuckle fucks said Crazy Heart was <laughs> Jeff Bridges chuckle Jeff Bridges' fucks. best movie. Oh yeah. None of us are gonna put that. Yeah, sorry. That's so you're, no. you're Literally, looking movie at a different he, crew.
0: The movie he won the <laughs> Academy Award for, or or yeah, nobody Ford. was like, a
3: oh, true grit nominated for an Academy oh, Award. Oh also Pretty like good. an interesting thing. Nope. No, it's all Big Lebowski. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. That's that's. You didn't even say Big Lebowski. I did say Big Lebowski. No, I did. You didn't. said the
1: Fisher King. Oh, the
3: Fisher fuck. King. That's right. Because I didn't want to give the Big Lebowski because that was the obvious answer. So I wanted to give it a little bit more depth. Listen, but
0: this podcast is not about what you think people want to hear. I want to know what you. Rob I think Leonard, I even he- said think. I was
3: like, "It's going to be the Big Lebowski." But if I'm going to give you something else, it'll be the Fisher King. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I, pfft, listen, Tyler. this is what you're dealing with. Tyler, how do you feel about Hell or High Water?
2: It's it's, uh, one of the best movies of the decade. Would that
3: have popped into your brain if I'm like, give me Jeff Bridges' best movie, Tyler, go? Tyler would have thought of it, yes.
2: It would have been in my top five for sure, yeah. He is phenomenal in that movie. It's a great movie, Rob. It's
0: not hyperbole when Tyler says that that's one of the best movies of the decade.
2: I mean, it is. It's it's it's
0: top
3: three or five of the decade.
2: Yeah. It's a great movie. Still
0: haven't
3: seen it. (laughs) <laughs> nah, it doesn't sound like you're going to. I'm gonna try to what's it on? Tell me what it is on right now and I'll put it on.
0: It's a small movie. I'm sure it's on Netflix. Okay. I literally bought it on 4K for seven dollars. <laughs> it's very expensive. Yeah,
2: it is on Netflix. Hey, how about this? Is it okay.
0: Tyler? Um have you seen hmm? Crazy Heart? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Right. And
2: it's a great movie. All right. He and he's awesome in it. Um, but I like him in several more. Yeah, I mean for Big sure. Lebowski is For sure, no
3: doubt. but I'm just edit yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. to the list, brother. All right. Yeah.
3: We'll see. We'll see. I got the data myself right. tomorrow, so I'll try to watch it tomorrow. How's that? I have
0: another question for you. This is the question I've wanted to ask for the whole podcast. And I'm going to I'm going to ask both of you I can ask Rob first if you'd like. I can ask Tyler first. doesn't matter to me. I would like both of you to answer it. And it is the question I have asked to everybody who likes this movie. I have never got a, what I deem as a good
3: enough answer. Have I answered this question already? I don't know.
0: No. Not during this podcast. Okay. Because I haven't asked it. Rob? Yes. All of Force Awakens... Okay. And I've asked you this question, I think, in other pods, and we've never really gotten into it. All of Force Awakens, the entire story arc is Ray getting to Luke. They need Luke, right? That is essentially her story arc. Okay. They need. She is the one who's going to get to Luke and convince him to come back.
3: Luke is the she MacGuffin.
0: Gets the light, she gets the lightsaber, right? That's going to be what gets him there. That is fundamentally her character at that point. That is her story arc. Why does Luke throw
3: the lightsaber away? You have asked me this question. I've given you this answer, but you don't like this answer, so I'm giving it to you again. Um, I literally don't remember the answer. Okay. So, all right. My interpretation of what this is, how's that, is that we have to look at why does Luke go into exile to begin with? okay sure so there is a reason why he does it now what we are led to believe in a very kind of fanboy way because i'm right there with you is at the end of seven that he is presented with the call to arms like luke we need you please come back we know you left to show you how much we need you here we found this lightsaber this should inspire you based on your youth that you are our hope come back to us but i I think in a very real way, if you're already writing that Luke has abandoned the New Republic and the resistance just for somebody he doesn't know, just to show up with the lightsaber and to be like, "Okay, I'm ready. I'll train you, I think is 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 also kind of like a naive way to assume that that's actually going to happen. Like while we all wanted to see it, I think it's a naive way to do it. That if the guy left and if we're going to give him any sort of integrity for him to leave not only the entire resistance, but his family, um, it shouldn't be as easy of just a presentation to the lightsaber to come back. So is it the best thing that he just picks it up and throws it like it's nothing? No. Is it a example of him saying no I'm not ready to go and she presents it to him twice because after they had their little fight out she tries to present it to him again like hey if you're into all this stuff take this lightsaber and show us how it's done and he resists again or he like denies it again I mean that's that's part of the character so why did he have to throw it behind his shoulder like it was like Meh. I don't have a good answer for that other than I understand why he didn't accept it how's that so Luke is set on his journey in A New Hope because
0: Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan, presents him with his father's lightsaber. Yeah. That's why. Here's your father's lightsaber. Come with me to learn the ways of the Force. Well,
3: Luke was trying to, if we're going to kind of use that argument, Luke was already looking for something more. Luke was already discontent to where he was.
1: Sure. Yeah, Luke is no longer
3: discontent. Luke is an old man.
1: No, Luke Living is discontent yeah, I with mean, his
0: life that he's currently in, and that's why he goes into exile. Mm. <laughs> like that's
3: that's it's the same thing. But Luke is trying to get off a of Tatooine. Luke is not trying to get off um, Ireland. <laughs> no, but he's trying. He's trying to get away from his old life. Yeah, which is another he's reason discontent, for him to one way not or another. Except the lightsaber.
0: So this lightsaber has been his whole life, right since he was sixteen. The lightsaber is, is his, his legacy. Sure. Lightsaber. Yeah, this is how you got off Tatooine. You went with the old hermit, and went on this crazy adventure because he had this lightsaber. You held the lightsaber. You fought with the lightsaber. You get your hand cut off with the lightsaber. You've never seen it again.
3: Well, he left the planet because his aunt and uncle died. If Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen <laughs> didn't die, I wouldn't. I would say right. he wouldn't have left. Okay. I'm. Just, I can't. We're. I'm. We're just I'm, spitballing, I'm,
0: Tyler. Yeah, we're good. Tyler, what's your what's your answer? You're just you're making things up.
3: I'm not making things up. That's why Luke left. He had nothing holding him back. But Luke would have stayed if his aunt and uncle were alive. Okay. He says it. All right. Tyler,
2: Uh, I think he threw the lightsaber purely for shock value for this movie.
0: Perfect. Best answer I've ever heard.
2: I think Rob gave a much better answer, but Thanks. in the moment as I saw it, I thought they just did that to make people say, what? What the fuck? Right. Or, as you said, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, he wasn't going to uh, aiming to anger people, of course, but I remember saying, what the fuck? Was he trying- It was shocking. Was he trying to get and a laugh? it was- probably they, i mean partly yeah, people
3: in the theater laughed for that they were they, because everyone was like what the fuck it was a what the fuck moment it was a what the fuck
2: moment. yeah i don't remember anybody it was, laughing. It was
0: yeah.
3: i remember people being
0: There's like i ch- did like what the fuck but nobody laughed
2: yeah i think i think it achieved what he hoped it would which is which was what the fuck what is we what's going on with luke we need to find out <laughs> okay I think that's all it was. It was just purely shock value. And that's not all it was, but I think that was um, that went into the choice, into into the decision. All right, that's a good answer. Yeah,
0: I like the it was for pure shock value.
2: I it mean, worked. that seems right. Yeah.
0: All right. Two more questions. Two more categories. Whose movie is it? I only have one person. I identify this movie with solely Ryan Johnson. Huh. Like he's the. I think that everybody, everything I've read, like obviously Daisy Ridley's in the movie, Oscar Isaac's, like the 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 trio. But I think that people identify this as Ryan Johnson's Star Wars, for better or worse. Hmm. But that's just me, Tyler.
2: Um, I think this is Kylo Ren's movie. Huh. Okay. Um. I'm I mean I see what you're saying about Ryan Johnson. This is his Star Wars because he changed things in so many drastic ways. So that makes sense to me, but uh in the traditional sense of how I answer this question, I don't have the strong opinion you do about Ryan Johnson. So sure. I'm answering it the way I normally do and it feels like Kylo's movie to me. Okay.
0: Not like a Kylo Ray movie. I mean, it's, he,
2: it's he and Ray. Yeah, but I think he's more um yeah, I don't know. I can't put it into words at this moment. Two hours and seventeen minutes in. <laughs>
3: Rob, I I I think Ryan Johnson is a good answer for it. I have written it's Mark Hamill's movie.
1: Hmm.
3: I think it's. I, I mean, Empire is Mark Hamill's movie as well, if not uh, Dave yeah. Prowse's Darth Vader's movie. Um yeah. but with this movie, is when I think of this movie and reflect on this movie, the character that pops into my brain immediately is Luke Skywalker for better or worse.
0: That's a good answer. I didn't even yeah. think of Luke Skywalker. For me, like yeah. I said, I just, and both of those answers are good. For yeah. me, I just, it's I kind of go with what, like, knee-jerk, the knee-jerk reaction, like, who do I associate this with? And it's Ryan Johnson, but Mark Hamill's, an, in, Luke Skywalker's an interesting, an interesting choice, I think.
2: Yeah, it is.
0: Because I, I guess I've never thought of any of the movies as specifically his. Really? No. I don't know why. I think of, like, Empire as the Empire. Like, they win at the end of the movie. Right. You know, I guess... And and you have Yoda's introduction. Yeah. And then you have the iconic, you know, Leia and Han scene. So I don't know why I don't specifically think of that movie as Luke.
2: New Hope feels like Luke's movie for sure. That's true.
0: It also feels New Hope, again, I guess, because Darth Vader was introduced and he's such like a, Mm. you know, like an iconic character
1: oh huh. maybe i just don't yeah.
0: associate that with anybody it's just star wars right yeah but then like re- like jedi is the ewoks or java right
3: Je- jedi for me is java that's the one that's yeah. the the picture that always pops into my head empire is almost a little Bob like boba fett too yeah i mean that pre- that whole last third yeah. of it sure
0: yeah pre like special of you know special edition hmm prequels is all hayden christensen
3: (laughs) even the ones he's not in even 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 phantom menace yeah even Uh, phantom menace yeah he's got to deal with all that can't wait to see him next week
0: i hate them oh god he's gonna be in the movie for sure (laughs) Stop!
1: look at tyler's Uh, like stop
3: i would
0: like to
1: think
3: he's not gonna be in it but i'm with you as far as the pessimist is concerned that he's gonna pop up JJ has said that all of the movies will be like
0: essentially tied up in this trilogy. Yeah. He takes his headphones out.
2: Tyler's <laughs> <He's laughs> like, I'm not listening. There's no way uh, there's no way they do that. Why? Well, there's no way they would bring back Hayden Christensen. Now I don't want to see the movie. <laughs> they,
0: I mean, uh, this is not spoiling anything, but JJ has I know. Said, like, he's going to wrap everything, like, every, all the, this is all, this is the, the end of, like, that, the the, the Skywalker saga.
1: hmm
0: So he would be, mm-hmm. I mean, logically, I guess, I think it would make sense to bring somebody back from the prequels. <laughs> I guess. Maybe it'll be Ewan McGregor.
3: Maybe it'll surprise us.
0: <sighs> yeah, I mean, if, if Obi-Wan ends up being Rey's grandfather. Right. Oh my <laughs> Tyler what are your expectations before we go to the last question what are your expectations for Rise of Skywalker
2: um, or do you have any that's the beauty I don't have any expectations my my expectation why I love Star Wars more so much is because this franchise has entertained me more than any movie ever I think I said that earlier <clears throat> so I expect to be entertained um on a level that I'm rarely entertained by movies. Um, yeah. So as for the story itself, I, I don't think about it. So,
0: so do you, I, I don't want Rob to answer this cause I don't want to spoil it for Tyler. Are you unaware of anything they've already announced on who's going to be in this movie from the, from the original trilogy?
2: I happened to see Lando in a, in a poster like yesterday. That's the first thing. It's the only thing I know. So he, he's <clears throat> the only one. Yep. Huh. What's your next question?
0: <laughs> Rob. Yeah. The Last Jedi. The underrated, last Jedi. overrated, properly rated.
3: At a 40%?
0: <laughs> no, I, you have 2%. I don't know why All you right. want to go to the lower one. So You
3: have a 91% and you have a 43%. I think 93% is high. I think well, 40. It, it's
0: definitely nine. it's definitely 91%. All right,
3: 91, excuse me. 91 is 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 high. 40 is ridiculously low. Um I think it's Definitely 43. All right, 43. What the <laughs> fuck. Fuck. I think it's 130. <laughs> I literally just read I the know, fucking 40. numbers 10 seconds ago. I can't remember. Stop it. What was the question? No, I know what the question was. So I think in my heart I think this movie doesn't get its fair shake and too many people dismiss it, so I'm going to call it underrated. It made $1.3 billion. So it's doing okay. Critically, <laughs> critically, it's not getting... Yeah. Well, again, hold on, Rob. If you would listen to me, critically,
0: it gets 91%. So... Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's doing okay critically.
3: Fine. Properly rated. How's that? <laughs> Tyler, please, What's please 90, bring this home. Ninety-one, ninety-three, 91, 93, and 43?
2: <laughs> it was 91, 91 critics, right? And 43
3: shitbacks. 43. Shit bags. What is that? One. I can't do math. 134. 134. So we're going to split that 16. into 72. It's a low C. It's still underrated.
2: That would be one forty-four. I think it'd be sixty-seven. Also underrated. <laughs> I gave. G- quit shaking your head, uh, Anthony. It's one thirty in the morning. I haven't, shaked, I
0: haven't I haven't shook my head. Not not in the last twenty seconds. I'm literally just waiting for an answer. Oh, okay. underrated.
2: Um, I think the Muppets who have. Uh, <laughs> chastise this movie so viciously drown out the critics who rated 91 91 percent so I think this movie is definitely underrated because it is um hated to the extent that it is and I know people like you hate it and with reason and then but the people who are the loudest are those who are unreasonable and just belligerent and stupid um and I don't think that's fair. I think that's just people being ridiculous. And so, based on those people being so loud, this movie is underrated.
0: That's fair. I think that if uh, we were to take the two, do the average, what are we talking? Sixty-seven. Yeah, it's properly rated at sixty-seven. It's it's forty-three is too low, obviously. Ninety-one's mm-hmm. too high. I would give this the same. I would level. I would I would rate this the same. I would rate like. <sighs> Superman versus batman <laughs> justice League like it's it's right it's right there for me, so it's a b it's definitely a b <laughs> um so it's right there i don't i don't i certainly don't think it's a forty three percent it's yeah. it's too high of a quality of looking movie and the actors and the amount of money it made to be that, but it's definitely not a ninety one percent yeah, so I would say properly rated 67 <laughs> percent it, it could plus. live in the DCU.
3: It could live in the DCU. <laughs> Stop it. Come Stop on. Stop it. I mean, that's, that's it,
0: man. I don't, I don't I don't, know what you want from me. I do love that you think the theory is that I hate this movie so much because I'm too, like, involved with Star Wars. Did I say
1: yeah, that? Yeah, you've told me that.
0: Multiple times, like via text when we first talked about it, that I can't yeah. – I don't have, like, a clear head because I'm too – like, too passionate about Star Wars.
2: Yeah.
0: I just don't think that's right. It,
2: but, I mean, that that makes sense to me. I don't say that as, like, you know, oh, you're just, you yeah. are too passionate about it. I think it's because you... I, I, I wouldn't have... I did not pick up on how the rules of the Force and the laws of the Force were violated in so many ways on my own. Mm-hmm. You, too, and a lot of people are in tune with that and so that would register i understand why that registers but um yeah so i i get why you dislike it the way you do because you understand things on a level that i haven't and don't so two different viewing experiences i suppose
0: i don't know if that's the case or i'm just more upset about what they've done to a character that i've loved for you know for so long Mm.
2: that's fair for sure yeah
3: bobby uh i i think uh, i i think once i have faith in how's that i have faith in the rise of skywalker is going to redeem maybe some of what you feel about the last jedi and then hopefully it will kind of bring it all back home again again that's that's the dream that's the hope but Based i think on, I- but I think you did well to be open-minded as far as letting us have the discussion about this movie, Mm -hmm. but I Mm -hmm. do find it borderline impossible to have any argument that would change your mind of how you fundamentally feel about this movie. Fundamentally feel... How I fundamentally feel about changes that were made to Luke specifically, it's
0: not going to change because those changes were made. Mm. So... We can all we can all like you try you you made a good point and you explained it well, but again, you're just hypothesizing what you think had happened to Luke none of us know right sure, sure. I can only go by what they showed us in previous films of who he is and that is not who he is now um. I don't think there's going to be anything that can be done in this in in Rise of Skywalker that will make me feel better about Last Jedi. And I have pretty much no faith based on the trailers that it is going to be good. <laughs> Rob and I Rob and I have had this conversation. Yeah. Rob,
3: correct me if I'm wrong. You think the trailers were pretty lackluster and kind of generic? Yeah, they were. There's nothing in this that I mean there are things that I won't discuss now because I don't want to ruin it for Tyler, but there are sure. are things that are in there that I'm excited to see or to see how they expanded upon. But there's nothing in this that I'm like, Oh my god, I can't wait to see X, Y, yeah. and Z. Yeah. That's true. Yeah,
0: I mean, and I think you're you're excited about things like that just like you're excited to see Billy D. Williams back in it. Sure. Purely for nostalgic reasons.
3: Sure, maybe.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I I have not been excited about the trailers, so, which bums me out. Maybe a big upset. All right, Rob. You never know. Yeah, you <laughs> never know. I'll I'm gonna I'm, I'll be talking to you in a few weeks on the pop culture news podcast about right. it. I'm sure. And Heidi is a saint for going with you. Yes, she Rob. Is. What's it? One thirty in the morning there. One thirty-two.
2: <laughs> what a champion, a champ. gentlemen.
0: Anything for the pod. I I appreciate you being on. I'm glad we could talk about this movie finally. I hope we do not have to talk about it in the future. (laughs) (laughs) But if you would like to, I'm available. And Rob, if you can answer any of the questions that I asked, if you ever find a a real answer for them, please let me know. I will. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy. I appreciate you. Thanks, Thanks to Star Wars for bringing us together. Tyler. Always. I mean, we were friends, we were friends already. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll do it again. Bye, buddy. All right, everybody, that is the Last Jedi podcast. Like it, hate it, don't care, I'd love to know. I think this is one of the more uh, polarizing films in a long Ooh. time. Um, so I'm always interested in what everybody has to, uh, to say about it. Definitely let us know on our social media. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram at The Morning Geekdom, Facebook and Twitter at Morning Geekdom. Uh, give us those five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Give us a like, rate, review on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Thanks to Tyler and Rob, especially Rob, for being on till almost two a.m. His time, you're a trooper, and we'll do it again next week. Shout out, to Gary Oldman.